Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah, Yahweh. ministry, uh, learn how to use the PayPal, 
and get in where you fit in at and do your part and just say as Yahweh because our elderly people need to have an outlet to come and learn before they shut them down. And the young ones that are stepping out in the world need to know. So support this ministry and what we what we plan on building is land, school, banquet hall, radio station to take care of this business. So get in where you fit in at and get the blessing of the Almighty Yahweh. Whatever your talent is, is welcome. Uh, any of the six anointed camps, wherever you're located at, from South Carolina to Chicago, just get in where you fit in at. You know, one thing, we got one goal. Get us a Matthew 25, 21. Will not my good and faithful servant. That's what we want. And when James 5, 20, the table tells you, if you, if you help a sinner, that means the one that not keep the law, statutes, and commandments, and they turn away from their wicked ways and keep some of them. It has a multitude of your faults. Now, the game changer with this, C-Ray. You want to hide the multitude of your faults. And I know I got many. But all the bargainship you got is how you step up and take care of your father's business. See, because you can be paying bills the rest of your life. See, you can pay. You can be so focused in on paying bills, bills can always be there. But bills got a timeline to come to a halt. Yaqua's word is going to run all the way. So understand one thing. Make the effort to understand one thing. You always have to pay bills. Bills are always going to be there. But Yaqua, your time going to run out in Yaqua. You got it? Good. Let's bring our yield in and get something going on, and we'll see what we can do. Matter of fact, we might do some precept and get on that. But remember one thing. We got, um, we got some cancers. And our mothers, they off in Doc Cook's hospitals, and we're going to take a look at that. Because one thing about it, you got to remember one thing. The grandbabies, your kinfolk, you know, you can love your kinfolk all you want, and that's a great thing. But don't forget about understanding your position and your lot in Yahweh. You was crazy to take care of business in Yaqua, not to do things as being followers. I don't care how great a situation is, certain food we cannot eat, and we can eat it in moderation. But you got to know how to get rid of that stuff out your belly because it wasn't given to you. So we're going to touch on that too. So we're going we're gonna three to three, three mothers out of three different camps uh, come out to the hospitals from that uh, type of eating. We'll take care of that, too. So we're going to take a whole lot of things. Let's get out here there and get something going on, and we'll see which way the Spirit takes us. So when you meet our elder with a loud voice, you say, and lead teach out of Cap 1, elder Yada Israel. When you meet the elder with a loud voice, you say, you say, elder Yada Israel. Yahweh bless you, see Israel. Yahweh bless you, see Israel. See Israel. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Well, I don't want to tell you. The box tail has been lit. The curtain has went up. We got to take care of this man's business now because this man's saying right now, here, you got to turn it up now. Because it's about this man's business. And we got to take the trend. 
And we got to find out who who going to um, be prepared to do a 94-16 stand up against the evildoers. The evildoers doing their thing in grand style, no doubt about it. It's just Yaqua is greater, but we got to be, we got to know how to bring Yaqua in to let him show his hand. Matter of fact, it's a verse saying, hey, matter of fact, you know, help the OCR. You can find that verse where it says, uh, show yourself. That's what it says. That's what it says. I'm shooting from the hip, but the verse says, show yourself. That's what we want. If you can find that verse for the OCR, that's what we want Yaqua to do, to show himself. And that's exactly what we're looking for Yaqua to do is to show himself. So Elder, let's take a look at let's take a look at a few things and why you run that verse down for those seals. Show yourself. That's what you want Yaqua to do, and he's gonna do it in this ministry. He's gonna show himself through this ministry. Luke. Chapter 12, verse 12. What does that say there, Elder? The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Excellent. And at the very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach us what we ought to say. Now, Ed, I'm, I'm going to be a few minutes long-winded for a minute and give you a chance to kind of look and see if you can find that verse for yourself. Show yourself. I think I need that verse. It's something in that verse right there that I need that verse to Ed, to, um, and if you can ask that old one out of Satan, what, where, is, where is show yourself at? And it's something in that verse, Ed, so I'm going to be a little long with it for a minute, give you a chance to work it out while I try to set some things up. Gotta do a, I, I got to play a lot of hands, Elder, and I give you a chance to talk about the mothers that's um, in the hospitals. Okay, give me a chance to talk about the mothers in the hospitals and, uh, and reach out to uh, Mother D.F. Israel, uh, Mother Esther, and Mother Deborah out of three different camps, out of the six anointed camps, to uh, let you know understand one thing. Uh, family members can cause us big problems. Because, first of all, we've been taught wrong. It's now it's time to understand one thing. We, we, once we know our position in the world, we have to apply it. Now, when you got blood clogs, when you when you when you got blood now blood clogs is caused from eating wrong, a lack of exercise, a lack of not drinking at least a half a gallon of spring water per day. That will cause blood clogs, and eating starch food, dairy products, the children of Israel. The Israelites never ate dairy products. Never ate it. Not, not in the Bible. And we read last week showing you the specific three meats that you can eat, that Yahweh requires for you to eat three specific meats in the Bible. 
And matter of fact, um, let me read. Let me read that. What three meats he tell you that you eat? What Yahweh tell you to work with? In Leviticus chapter seventeen, it tells you three meats. In Leviticus seventeen, and let's see where it says it at. Three meats that you eat. Okay, Leviticus seventeen. It says, and Yahweh speak unto Moses, saying, speak unto the children of Israel. He says in verse three, when what man soever therefore be of the family of Israel and kill, watch this. Here go your meats: a ox, lamb, of goat. There it is. Three meats: ox, lamb, goat. That's the three meats that you have to make sure you understand. That's the three meats that Yahweh talks about for the children of Israel. Lamb, goat, and uh, ox. You know, that's why I say, you know, we got to step to the plate. We got to get our own. That's, that's very important. So we got to get our own. So now, now, then the three meats. But remember, in Ezekiel 24, it talks about how you boil. You got to take that meat and boil that meat well. I mean, you got to get all the garbage out of the meat, the scum out of the meat. Then you can prep it, cook it, bake it, or fry it after you put a hot pot on and get all the garbage out of your meat. Get all that garbage out. Then you cook it, bake it, or fry it. So them are three meats. Now, when you got kidney problems, you got liver problems, you got you, you stopped all up. The best diet that you can go on, it is a wallanella diet. Wallanella diet will flush will flush out all the garbage in your in your belly. Wallanella and eat, and always have your nice big belly full of corn uh, from seventy eight twenty four from heaven. Corn is from heaven. What kind of corn? The standing corn, not the can in the can. That preserve is not good. You want the standing corn. And you want to go on a watermelon diet. That watermelon will flush all that garbage out your system. Now, if you could, and, and remember, exercise. You got to get on your air stepper or get one or bounce some kind of way. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Keep your body fluctuated where your blood moves a little bit. You can't just sit around and don't do nothing. You got to exercise. And you got to go on a watermelon diet. But like I said, again, we probably going to see another watermelon for the next month or two. Yeah. But a watermelon will flush you out. The reason why your forefathers and mother did make it to be what you hear today, because when, it, when, when the other nation used to kill the hogs, they eat all of They called the best part of the hogs and gave you the, the, the slop and told you make it the best way you can with that slop. And you figure out a way to make that slop taste better than the part that was good to them. But the God does. These people turn chitlins into something great. You see that? These people must got a blessing in their hand. They talk about it in Deuteronomy 28, verse number 12, the blessing in their hand. They taking chitlins and make it right. You see that? So, see, we got a lot of work to do. But mothers, we tell you now, listen, you got to. 
change your diet. You got to come back to the Bible way of eating. You're going to remain in Doc Cook hospitals. They're going to put a sign over and say, a special place for you and put your name on it because they know you're going to go right back home and them grandbabies and them family members going to cook you stuff that you don't need to eat to get on your feet. You don't need to eat no king's meat for 90 days. No king's meat. No chicken, no cow, and no hog. Leave that alone for 90 days. Don't touch it. Green foods. Now, to build your kidneys up before the dialysis machine starts grabbing on you and tussing on you, you must apply yourself with grapes, apples, and blueberries. Grapes, apples, and blueberries. Tell your grandbabies when they bring you something, make sure it's grapes, apple, and blueberries. That's what you want. And that right there, that fights off of all diseases in uh, your liver and, and, and we call it uh, your liver and your, uh, um, whatever I call it. You know what I'm talking about? That helps you, your kidneys. Now, so that's enough of that. We're going to throw a couple of scriptures down and we'll get something going on. But I'm putting for you mothers to lead by example in all three different counts. Mother D.F. Israel, Mother Esther, Mother Deborah, change your diet. Exercise. Put the king's meat down for 90 days. 90 days, do not eat no king's meat. Eat green food. Go on a watermelon diet. But you can't find no watermelons. See? But that that would help flush out all the stuff in your all that toxic out your body. It cleans your can your 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 colon. It cleans your body. It cleans your body. It cleans your body. It detoxes you. Watermelon detox your body. And then once you get down to the watermelon where the point that is the white and the and the hard back green. Take that, break it down, put in your juicer, and drink that, and that will help open up again the lower part of your body. Keep your lower part of your body nice and fluctuated. Got it? Good. Now, Elder, okay, we got enough on the table. So, now, Elder, did you, um, did you find that verse for those here, Elder? Well, was that? Show yourself. Now, yeah. did you find that verse for yes, those here? Show yourself. Uh, any more to that? Well, that's, that's all. That's all I have right now. I'll shoot from the hip. Yeah, I'll get back at it later. I'll not get back at it all later. Right. So, um, show yourself. So, you know, I, it'll come back to me, but I'll shoot from the hip. So, did we get up to um, Luke? Let's get a double dose of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 there, Elder. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you 
in the same hour what you ought to see. Excellent. In the very same hour, the righteous spirit would teach you what you ought to say. And and it's some things that we need to know. You know, I'm pulling for the mothers, but some things that we need to know that it's no accident. Matter of fact, I'm all over the place, Elder. In the book of the Queen's Action, it talks about a word called chance. And um, it talks about a word called chance. And but no, I don't have, like I said again, I don't even have a book, no book, nowhere. So I'm shooting from the hip again. Not good shooting from the hip now. But it, it, it talks about in Ecclesiastes chapter 304 <clears throat> about the word called chance. Uh, can you throw those out on that word called chance there? It talks about it. And while you're trying to look for it, I don't seem to find me a Bible because I don't have no Bible at all. I'm just ready to go as, you know, I got to find a Bible somewhere. But the word I'm going to include is like 304 is called chance. By chance what? You, you got that elder? Come on. By chance. Now, I don't have my eyes on it at the moment. All right. All right. That's a, that's, a, that's a no one we sit to the side, Daniel. So we got, we got, I got a couple strikes on me right now. That's no one we sit to the side by chance. Cause like I said, again, I, you know, when I was coming in talking earlier to you, I had a book, my, get my book bag down. Cause I'm, I'm always running from one place to the next place. Cause it's a big job ahead. But like I said, again, I want to give it all I got. You know, you'll give it all you got. So, hey, what can we say? So, um, um, so we don't have to worry about that neither. So let's, let's see if we get something going on on tape number 11. And let me see if I take a little peek at this uh, word. I got, I got my book back open now, and I can peek into it and look at the please action. See if I find this word called uh, a chance. Let me see if I find this word in the book of the please action there, yo. You're going to find this right here about chance. Because it's very important to understand something uh, without telegraphing what we're trying to say, that um, Yaqua, he's, um, he might budge on what he already got laid out. What he got laid out, he got it laid out already. He, it's, it's already laid out. Everything is laid out already. Exactly, we're going to do something. In the ninth chapter, Elder, we're going to the ninth chapter, and we're going to pick up at verse number, Ecclesiastes out of the regular book, chapter 9, verse number 7, and we'll take it on to verse number 11. Let's see what it says from Ecclesiastes, take number 11, live broadcast, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 7, down to verse number 11. Key verse will be 11. What's that, Elder? The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, verse number 7 through 11 reads. Book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, verse number 7 reads. Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, 
and drink that wine with a merry mind. For y'all quite not accepted thy works. Stomach, let thy garment be always white, and let thy head lack no ointment. Verse number nine. Live joyfully with the wife, whom thou lovest all the days of thy life, of thy vanity, which I have given thee unto the Son, all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in this life, and thy labor which thou takest under the sun. Verse number 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. There is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom, and the grace was that thou goest. Verse number 11, I return this song unto the sun, that the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, for time and chance happens to them all. Yeah, and time and chance happens to them all. That means time and chance happen to them all. Now, 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 now that, that's big talk, Elder. Now, that, see, that, see that, that's what that now film got to happen on time and chance happen to them all. Now, that's big talk, Elder. So now, uh, let's see what we preach up a little bit, Elder. Let's see if we work it out a little bit about time and chance happen to them, them all. That's big talk with that, Elder. Time and chance happen to them all. Um, Jeremiah tried to um, get away from something. In the 20th chapter of Jeremiah, Elder, see, Jeremiah in the 20th chapter of Jeremiah, verse 8 and 9, let's talk about him for a minute, Elder. Let's talk about him. And it's 20 chapter, verse 8 and verse 9. Let's talk about him for a minute. Let's see what, what he got going on with what's there. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 20, verse number 8 and verse number 9 reads. Look at Jeremiah 20, verse number 8. For since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence and spoil, because the word of Yahweh was made a reproach unto me, a duration daily. Verse number nine. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my mind, as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearance, and I could not stay. I got something. See, the word, that's when you know when you're working with something. See, his word, it be shut in your bones. And you know you got to give it all you got because see that's when you know, and that's when you know the ones around you. See, you know you don't you don't bum around this time with him, saying this is big business. Oh, we in the timeline. Matter of fact, you know where we at? We at uh four fourteen of Esther, a a l. We at Esther four fourteen. The book of Esther, chapter four. Verse number 14 reads, Look at Esther chapter 4, verse number 14. But if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to yoke thy Judah from another place. But you and your father's family 
shall be destroyed. Who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Yeah. 12 verse 3, precept uh, in Ecclesiastes, Ellen. 12 verse 3 out of the regular book. Book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse number 3 reads. Book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse number 3 reads. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, the strong men shall bow themselves. And the grinders cease, because they are few. And those that look out of the windows be darkened. You see that? So you got, you got some, Elder. What they're doing now, they're looking out the window. But they're looking out the window, window it's going to cost them. Because they, they worry about the economy, then worry about Yahweh's word. And looking out the window, Elder. And looking out the window, and if you and if you're not, give me our six twenty-four and thirty-three of the book called Matthew. See right now what we're doing, Elder, and this thing is moving quick. We're looking out the window, and all on our mind is, is what Obil got, what Obil got to offer. See Bill, see Bill was designed to be here. He always gonna be knocking at the door. Feel. One thing about it, the timeline for Yahweh is going to come to a close. And you be so busy focused on what the economy is and what Bill got on the table, and then you end up on the short end of things. And look what it says in verse number 6, verse 24 and 33. What it says we can read? St. John chapter 6, 6. I mean, what I say again? Well, whatever I say, you got it. Come on. The book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 24, verse 33 reads, Matthew, chapter 6, verse number 24 reads, No man can serve two masters, but he will hate the one and love the other, whereas he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve Yahweh and Mammon. 33, but seek you first. The kingdom of Yahweh and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You see what you saying? So, uh, and precept the elder to uh, the 12th chapter of Luke. And look at verse uh, 19 down to verse 21. 19 down to verse 21. See, so you can't serve two masters. You got to know who your master is, and you got to serve your master that he's talking about himself. But, you know, we right now, we're in the limbo. We're trying our best to keep up with the economies of the world. And, and, and more on our mind is Bill. Bill is on our mind more than anything. Bill. What Bill going to do? Oh, Bill, here he come again. Bill always going to come. So one thing about it, your time going to weigh out and you out. And that's the point we're making. Then, look what he says over here. Now, here's another guy that he, you know, he starts thinking about he don't put his time in with old Bill, and now he want to talk some smack now. Let's see what he says in Luke 12, 19, down to verse 21. What do he say, Elder? The book of Luke, chapter 12, 
verse number 19 through 21 reads. Look at Luke 12, verse number 19. Now I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much good laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Verse number 20. Yahweh said unto him, Thou fool, this night your, your life shall be required of you. Then whose things, but then whose shall these things be which thou hast laid, which thou hast provided? Verse 21. So is he that lays up treasures for himself, it is not rich toward Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So he so he called him he called him a fool. He said, Yeah, you 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 trying to run down on bills, but everything I got on the table, you paid no never mind. Get down to verse twenty nine and thirty two. Twenty nine and thirty two there. Verse number twenty nine. Luke chapter twelve. Verse twenty nine through thirty two reads. Book of Luke twelve. Verse number twenty nine. And seek not ye what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Either be you of doubtful mind. Verse 30. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that you have need of these things. Verse 31. But rather seek you the kingdom of Yahweh. And all these things shall be added unto you. Verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He said, he says, it's the father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's your father's pleasure to give you. So the father, he knew he had a dead. His pleasure is to give you the kingdom. You're going to crap out and... And on the short end, when you have this man as an afterburner, he said his pleasure is to give you the kingdom. Huh? He said, that's, that's, that's his pleasure is to give you the kingdom. But uh, but he said some things you got to do on the way to get you the kingdom. Now, in fact, uh, in the book of Luke there, Elder, what it says in the 18th chapter, verse 10 and 12 in the book of um, Luke, Luke chapter 18, verse 10 and verse 12. What does it say? Book of Luke, chapter 18, verse number 10, verse number 12 reads, Luke 18, verse number 10. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Verse number 12, I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Mm-hmm. So you see, you see what they do? You see, you see, you see what they do? He said, I give tithes of all I get my hands on. Where do you get that mindset to do that? Where that mindset came from? See, that, that mindset comes from because they know that in the book of Isaiah, 64 verse 4, where is that mindset coming from, Elder? And precept that to 2 verse 9 or 1 Corinthians, make it 2 Corinthians 2 verse 9, precept that 64 verse 4. Let's see what his mindset 
Where you get this mindset? What do he know that we need to know? Isaiah 64, verse 4, and 2 Corinthians 2, verse 9, back to back, it'll come out. Isaiah 64, verse 4. Book of Isaiah 64, verse 4 reads, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, but perceived by the ear, ye have the eyes seen, O ye have swallowed, besides thee, what ye have prepared for them that waited for him. Mm-hmm. Look a second. Book of Second Corinthians, chapter two, verse nine. Yeah, make it First Corinthians nine, two nine. Book of First Corinthians, chapter two, verse nine reads: But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ye heard, neither have entered into the mind of man the thing which I have prepared for them that love him. Mm-hmm. Because every time you see an uh, elder, second Corinthians four eighteen is what. So everything you're looking at right now, all the plans that you have, you sit around with your planning. Every every plan you got. Let's see what he says about the planning. In the verse uh, and two. And second Corinthians two verse. Chapter 4, verse 18. It's, it's, it's all the planning that you're making. Oh, baby, it's planning something. Okay, it's, but you need to understand what Yahweh got written in 2 Corinthians 4, 18. What he got written there? 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 18 reads, Oh, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Mm-hmm. So, what are we supposed to be doing, Elder, First Corinthians, chapter 9, 25 through 27? Can you uh, help the national audience out on what they're supposed to be doing, according to Paul, addressing Northern Kingdom? First Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 25 through 27. What shall we both be doing, Elder? Book of First Corinthians, chapter nine, verse number twenty-five to twenty-seven reads: First Corinthians nine, verse twenty-five. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we are an incorruptible. Verse twenty-six. I therefore so run. That is uncertainty. So fight I, that is one, that be it the air. Verse 27. That I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. This that by means, when I have talked to uh, when I have taught others, I myself should be a castaway. Mm-hmm. So you see what Paul said? He said, he said, listen, I'll tell you what I'm on. He said, I'm looking for the hard call it. Because everything that we're looking at and we see is temporary. But the high, the high calling is eternal. Because he said he's going to do, because he, he was pulling something out of Ezra about how he, he was going to roll in Second Ezra 15, 1 down to verse number 11. Ezra. He made a profound statement in Second Ezra, 
chapter 15, verse 1 down to verse 11, he was pulling something to, uh, to let them be aware of something that was pulled from Ezra, chapter 15, 1 through 11. What is that, Ezra? Because second Ezra, chapter 15, verse number 1 through 11 reads, because second Ezra is 15, verse number 1. Y'all speak thou in the ears of my people the words of prophecy, which I will put in your mouth, save Yahweh, and cause them to be written in paper, for they are faithful and true. Verse number three, fear not their imagination against thee, that not their incredulity of them trouble thee, that speak against thee. Verse number four, for all the unfaithful shall die in their unfaithfulness. Verse five, you also said, I will bring plagues upon the world, the sword, famine, death, and destruction. Verse number six. For the wickedness have exceedingly polluted the, the whole earth, and there are hurtful, there are hurtful works fulfilled. Verse number seven. I therefore say of Yahweh, verse eight, I will hold my tongue no more as touching their wickedness, which they profanely commit. Neither will I suffer them in those things which they wickedly exercise themselves. You know, the innocent and the righteous, blood cries unto me, and the souls of the just complain continually. Verse number nine. And therefore said Yahweh, I will surely avenge them and receive unto me all the innocent blood from among them. Verse 10. Behold, my people is led as a flock to the slaughter. I will not suffer them now to dwell in the land of Egypt. House of bondage. Verse 11. I will bring them with a mighty hand and a stretched out arm and smite the house of bondage, Egypt, with plagues as before and will destroy all the land thereof. Yeah. Now, now, hey, uh, read that verse 11 again and uh, verse number 5. Look, look at it saying verse 11 again. You hear the man saying? So remember, Ezra was not looking back. Ezra was showing something that's to happen. Look what he says. He told Ezra to put in right that he's going to do in verse number 11 and verse 5. Read 11 again, Ezra. The book of Ezra, chapter, chapter 15, verse number 11, and verse number 5 reads. Book of Ezra 15, verse number 11. And I will bring them with a mighty hand and a stretched out arm, and smite Egypt, the land of bondage, with plague, as before, and would destroy all the land of Egypt. Verse number 5. Joseph got I will bring plagues upon the world, the sword, famine, death, and destruction. You see that? So this is this is what he's talking about have not happened yet, see, Royal. 
Well, he's telling you now, I'm going to bring on plagues as before. Now, he done something as a shadow before, but he's not doing it anymore. He's going to do something greater than that. So Ezra was told that he's going to bring some dangerous work. Matter of fact, we might get a precept on that because he pulled that from Isaiah, Elder. Pulled that from Isaiah uh, 13, verse 4, then 9, down to verse 15. So he pulled that verse, Elder. See, Ezra was shown this verse, but the angel pulled it for Ezra to understand what I'm talking about I'm going to do is written from Isaiah 13, because everything is a, a gurgitation, just rehearsing the righteous after 511. Just remember, Jeremiah tried to get out of what he was told that, that but he, Jeremiah said, but this word shut down in my bones. I got to do this thing. So Jeremiah said, I got to take care of this business, because Jeremiah was already informed, uh, before you read that, see, Jeremiah was informed, but he tried to get out of it because he wants to pass on the back. But he told Jeremiah in third, and, uh, 1, 4, 5, 8 through 10, and so that word was shut up on him, so he, he got to tell the story. So Jeremiah had to tell the story to him because uh, he told Jeremiah in the first chapter, verse number 4, 5, 8 through 10, his lot. See, you got to understand every man and woman got a lot. It, imagine you got a lot that you can have to fulfill anywhere it goes. But maybe your lot might be at the last hour to do the Michael Jackson moonwalk and be destroyed. Everybody have a lot to do. You got to figure out what is your lot to do because you have a lot. But you got a lot of people that come stumble at that stone and be destroyed at the the last hour because that was their lot. That's why you have to be better careful. You got to recognize you can't run away from your lot. Jeremiah tried to run away from his lot, but he said the word was shut up in his bones. He had to deliver because what dawned on him when he was in the penitentiary and the hole, it dawned on him what was previously said to him on his lot. And what was his lot to Elam? Jeremiah, chapter 1, 4, 5, 8, down to verse 10. What was his lot that he tried to run away from? Come on. Look at Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse number 4, verse number 5, verse number 8 through 10 reads. Look at Jeremiah 1, verse number 4 reads. Then the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, Verse number five, before I formed thee in the valley, I knew you. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a seer unto the nation. Verse number eight, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, save Yahweh. Verse nine, then Yahweh put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And Yahweh said unto me, and all I have put my words in your mouth. Verse number 10. See, I have this day set thee over the nation and over the kingdom to root out, to pull down, and to destroy, to throw down, 
to build and to plant. You see that? So Jeremiah, he had to get in the penitentiary and get all hemmed up to understand what Yahweh had already told him. Jeremiah, I knew, I knew, I knew you, Jeremiah. I knew you before you came out of the womb. Your your lot is to to understand my words from my mouth, and your lot is to throw it down, build it, and plant it again. That's your lot, Jeremiah. So you can run away from your lot. That's why you got to find out what your lot is. See, you might have a lot, and you you can't figure out. Why things started troubling me? Because you got to understand your lot. Everybody got a lot. Some people's got a lot to be, you know, some people got a lot to be. Now, look at this right here. Look at this Bible right here. Now, see, this is, see, this is something to think about. In the book of Romans, Elder, chapter 9, verse 21 and 23. Now, imagine if you had this lot. Now imagine you, yeah, you had this lot. Paul gonna tell, gonna talk about a lot. Imagine this is enough to make you wipe your forehead if you had this lot. Uh, Romans chapter nine, verse twenty-one and twenty-three. Let's talk about it, else. Look at Romans chapter nine, verse twenty-one, twenty-three. Read. Romans chapter 9, verse number 21. And that the power over the clay of the same month to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. Verse 22. What if you are willing to show his wrath and to make his power known and do it with much long suffering, the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. Verse 23 that he might make known the riches of his greatness on the vessel of mercy, which he has afore prepared unto honor. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Yo, you hear that? L, read that verse 22 again, L. The book of Romans chapter 9, verse 22 reads, What if Yahweh will to show his wrath and to make his power known and do it with much long suffering, the vessel of wrath fitted to destruction. Ain't that something? You mean Yaquah created a people that Taylor made for destruction? I be now imagine if that was your lot. He created a people that was Taylor made for destruction. So you see, we be bumming all around by not knowing the mystery of Yahweh. He told Paul, told Paul was in Rome. And Paul made it plain. He said, a hey, hey, you are peoples of the book, you in Rome, but if the people over here is fitted for destruction. And now you know now imagine that now imagine if that was your life. Now, that should make you really wipe your forehead if your lot was fitted for destruction. Now, that's a big tale. I got to hear it again, Elder. I got to hear that verse again. Now, that's nothing for you to take a, a cold towel 
and wipe it across your forehead. Did you hear? Did you hear what he say? Matter of fact, pick up verse number nineteen and read back down to that verse fitted for destruction. See, this this is see this is big business. We trying to tell you, see, Roy. Once you find out what your lot is, you got to give it all you got. Nineteen down to verse twenty-two. Take your time, Elder. Nineteen to twenty-two. Come on. The book of Romans chapter 9, verse number 19 through 22 reads. Book of Romans 9, verse number 19. I will say then unto me, why does he find fault who have resisted his will? Verse 20. Nay, but old man, who are you that replies against Yahweh? Shall the thing form said to him that formed it? Why has thou made me thus? Verse 21. Have not the power, have not the potter power over the clay of the same month to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? Verse 22. What if you are quite willing to show his wrath and to make his power known and do it with much long suffering, the vessel of wrath fitted to destruction? My, my, my. Hey, you know, Elder, I was, um, I was very interested in, um, you know, the lesson that, that y'all was teaching on yesterday. I made a lot of notes on it, but you, you remember, you remember you read about the, but now I'm not getting off into it. I'm just going to bring it back to the table. See, when I'm quiet, when I'm quiet, I'm taking big time notes on everything. You remember, you remember you, you, you read about the, the two dragons. See, you read about it. And one said, you know, I'm a dragon and, and his other guys are dragging, so we know we all are going to be at each other big time. So it's amazing. It's amazing that this Bible is now is starting to unlock itself at our time, but but the world don't see it because it's not for them to see it until we bring it up. Read verse 20 again, Elder. Verse 20. Verse number 20 reads, But nay, but old man, who are you that replies against Yahweh? Shall the thing form say to him that formed it, why have you made me thus? So, so he's saying, who is you, old man, on to think you can disturb the plan of Yahweh? He said, he said, are you, are you, are you, First uh, Corinthians ten, or ten twenty two? Are you a first Corinthians ten twenty two? Huh? Are you? No, he said, Hey else. He asked him which are you a first Corinthians ten twenty two? What did he say? Look at first Corinthians ten. Verse number twenty two reads. Do we provoke Yaqua to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? So he asked you a question. Did, are you are you provoking him to uh, to jealousy because uh, you saying that he made a mistake in his creation? He didn't. He said he he made a vessel. He said he made two vessels like the elders were reading yesterday. He I made two vessels. And I told you I made one vessel uh, and gave him room for repentance, and I gave a, another vessel room that they're not gonna repent. Pity for destruction. So you see, 
all you folks say behind what when you hear these and understand it from Kate Levin, all you folks will say with the understand is one eighteen twenty three of Psalms. Hey, all you folks say is one eighteen twenty three of Psalms. The book of Psalms, chapter one eighteen, verse twenty three reads This is Jacquois doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. You see, so you gotta you gotta stop being a apologetic people. Once you understand that Yahweh has set things up and he's the potter and you the clay and and he can do whatever he wanna do and gonna do what he unless you struggle in him. But he he told Moses, this is plain as all our doors in eleven twenty three a number. Look what he told Moses. He looked he's the most clean Moses. He's Moses. Are you the um, Exodus seven verse one man? It's gonna be in my place, and and your brother gonna be the seer, and and in your place he's yeah. Well, can, can you remember what I get? What I'm getting ready to tell you, Moses. I'm getting ready to tell you something right now, Moses. And you pay attention to what I'm getting ready to say in eleven twenty three. What did he say there? The Book of Numbers, chapter eleven. Verse 23 reads, Yahweh said unto Moses, Is Yahweh's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. That's nice, Elder. That's nice. You see, so you see, that's why we have to really understand something. You must understand your lot. You got a lot, and you got to find out what is your lot. Because Yahweh is going to beat your back until you, you do your lot. That's why right now, you know, our early prayers is to the three mothers that God cooked got the hands all of them. Because understand one thing. you got to change your intake of what you consume in your body. you got to leave the king's meat alone 90 days. you got to go on a wallet and die. A wild and die for 90 days and put some good corn with it. You know, the corn is a blood purifier. It boosts up your immune system. This is what you got to do. You got to detox for 90 days. Then you got to exercise. You got to do some exercise. You can't just, don't do no exercise. Them blood clots is going to remain unless you Bounce up something, shake that blood up, and you gotta drink a half a gallon of spring water per day. And if you really want to have a little fun with it, put a little lemon in it. Put some lemon in it with it, and uh, put some lemon into you know, squeeze a nice lemon into a glass of water. Start the day off with, maybe you in something. You got to detox, see right. You gotta go. You gotta put the king's meat down for ninety days. If you tired of Always Doc Cook got, now Doc Cook, he's saying in his mind, he's he not going to say it in his mind, but he's saying, I should put me uh, your name over the door because I know you'll be back. You'll be back again. This is a bobbing door for you. See, listen, we're going to be in a revolving door up on the Doc Cook as long as we keep eating the king's meat. You got to put the king's meat down for 90 days. You got to go in the water and die. Watermelon and corn for 90 days. 
and boy, but guts gonna do for your body. It's gonna detox and get your liver back, get all the toxins off your liver. You don't have to worry about no diet, not the kind of called. What's that word called? Uh, I don't want to say it wrong, Elder. Pronounce that word for me. Diagnostics, what do you call it? Yeah, that machine. A little bit loud, Elder. Yeah, okay, well, that's kind of pretty long out of here. I didn't really hear it like I want to hear it, but, you know, for the next one, folks. But I'm saying, this is why you stay off, you stay off your machines. See, you, when, you clear, when you clear that stuff out your body, when you clear it out your body, guess what? You won't have Listen, toxins getting your, that toxins from that eating builds up on your liver and your, um, your liver and what that thing called, what the other word is, yeah, liver and what else again? Help me out, Elder. That liver kidneys. and what else? Kidneys, yeah. Kidneys. Thank you, And the kidneys. See that toxic build up on it, and the only way you get that stuff off your body, you got to detox it. You got to detox it. You can't, well, I'm going to eat a, eat a bit. No, 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 eat a bit of pieces. Go for the wing. 90 days. 90 days going to watermelon and corn detox. 90 days. Boy, you're going to flush out all the bad materials that you got in your body, all that stuff coming out. Doc Cook will get mad at you. So he says, Doc, I ain't, ain't got to see you no more, Doc Cook. You ain't gonna, I'm not going to be no bothered though with you because I'm going to detox this stuff out of there. I'm, I'm going to put the king's meat down for 90 days. That means I'm not eating no chicken. I'm not eating no cow. I'm not eating no hog for 90 days. I'm going to drink my spray water and exercise. And watch the difference in the inside of your body when you, when you detox yourself with watermelon and corn. Oh, you, your body get used to it. I mean, it's it going to bite you for a few days. Because of all the garbage you're going to build up in your body. But all of a sudden, your body will say, oh, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to get well. Then say, going to try everything you can to hold you down. It's up to you. But you tell you, you ain't got to be, you ain't got to visit Doc Cook. Doc Cook might come busy you to see what he can do to get himself right. It's up to you. So we told you in the early part of the tape exactly what to do. And, um, and everything is called in advance. Oh, we see a big princess is coming on stage. So this is bring princess in. And we see the princess ready to holler in that microphone. A bill, B bill, Princess Israel. Y'all quite bitch ass see Royal. Yaqua bless you, see Israel of C Royal. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Hallelujah, A Bill. Princess, look, I'm holding that microphone a little bit. See, the reason we want to tell you because mothers, the mothers of these three different camps. We want to see you standing tall. At the proper time, Mother D.F. Israel, Mother Esther, and Mother Doris, I mean, Mother Deborah. We want to see all three, and all three different camps, be standing tall. But you got to get away King's meat for 90 days. 90 days. Yo, and make sure 
Like I said earlier, early part of the lesson. So go back to the early part of the lesson to tell you exactly what kind of food should be to build up your kidneys in the early part of the take. So go back over the take from the beginning or when the program is over and we ain't going back over that no more in this setting. But I'm going to tell you something. We're pulling for you because we won't see you fat and tall. But until you detox for 90 days, you will always have your blood pressure going to be high. You have all type of diabetes. You have all type of cancer cells in you. But the only way you get rid of it, you got to detox. 90 days. You got to put all that dairy product down for 90 days with exercise and spring water for 90 days. Flush all that garbage out your system. Then, you know, you'll be able to help others when they, when they come to the same problem. That's why it's so important to support this ministry. For a big piece of land, school, banquet hall, radio station, where you can get your elders in, but we can show them exactly how to stretch their life out a little bit longer. They ain't got to be all bent all over and all the pains in the bodies and stuff like that. You know, can't move your arm. Ouch! You, you hurt my arm. See it? That's them blood clogs. You know why them blood clots? I'm eating an itty bitty piece of food that's of chicken, cow, and hog for 90 days. Put it down. Exercise for 90 days. And when you lay in your bed, turn your legs over to your left, turn your legs over to your right. That's how you get your hips going. While you lay in the bed, take your arms. Beat your chest going and stretch them all the way out and bring them back in. Huh? You can be in there. Then we do get your chair. Huh? Just raise your arms up in the air while you sit in your chair. If you're in the wheelchair, kick your legs out. Do it for one minute to two minutes and build from there. That's what you're doing. You're slowing down the process of them blood clogs. Them blood clogs, and Doc Cook, he loved it. You know, you, now you know as soon as you go to the hospital, Doc Cook, the first thing they do, they stick in you up, the IVs, what? They put fluid back in you. Why do they do that? They know you. They, they know you. That would cause kidney failure if you don't have no water in you. They already know. They ain't going to tell you why. The first thing they do, as soon as they get you in there, they hit you in your back and, and start putting fluid in your legs and put fluid in your back. Why do they do that? Because they know you ain't drinking no spring water. They know you're you de- dehydrated. They know why your livers and your kidneys is all clogged up. Because you ain't got no water to flush it out. They know that already. They ain't going to tell you. The first thing they do is run water through you. Why don't you drink a half a gallon of water a day before you? You ain't got to go see that man. You got it good. All right, A.B. Phoenix. So now, <clears throat> let's get a couple verses in, and we're going to look at something. And, we, and when you're dealing with this corn, make sure, remember, corn is a blood purifier. It builds up your immune system. What kind of corn you got to have? Give me Exodus 22, verse 3, uh, Princess. Where's the Exodus 20, 22, verse 6? Francis? 
What did you say, Francis? Exodus chapter 22, verse yeah, I can't, I, I, If I'm barely hearing you, so I know how they're hearing you. If I'm barely hearing you, you bet, you bet they, they ain't hearing you at all. Can you hear me now? I hear you now. Okay. All right. Exodus chapter 22, verse 6. Yes. If fire break out and catch in thorns so that the stalk of corn or the standing corn or the field or the field be consumed therewith, he that kindled the fire shall surely make substitution. Mm-hmm. Well, all I want... All that one was the key word. What kind of corn? What kind of corn was in that field there? Um, in Exodus twenty-two verse six. What kind of corn standing was it? Standing corn. Standing corn. Not not the corn in the can. You don't want that stuff that's been processed. You want to make sure you got the corn that's standing corn, not the corn that already been processed. They already put their hit in it. They don't put a, a, a tin on it. You don't want that corn. You want the standing corn. Give me a precept on that. 23, verse 25. Do the wrong. Give me a precept. 23, 25. Deuteronomy, chapter 23, verse 25. When you cometh into the stand in the standing corn of the neighbor, your neighbor, then you mayest pluck the ears with their hands. But you stand, but you shall not move a sickle unto your neighbor's standing corn. What, what, what kind of corn? Standing corn. Standing corn. Why, 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 why standing corn? 78, 24 uh, of Psalms. Why standing corn there, uh, Francis? Why standing corn? Psalm 78, 24, why is that? Psalms. Chapter 78, verse 24. Psalm 78, verse 24. And had rained down manna upon them to eat, and had given them of the corn of heaven. The, the corn the, the corn from where? What the corn, corn from? The corn of heaven. The corn from heaven. See, that, see, we can go further and further away, but that's that's the that angels eat corn. See, corn is a it abuse your immune system up. If somebody else sick, somebody else down, you ain't got to worry about. Especially working in a hospital, going visit people, you got to have your mask on, all that. No, all you need is you some standing corn. Yeah, but, and and you need some all uh, wisdom. Stop in sixteen twelve first now. Hey, what it's saying? Wisdom of Solomon 16, verse 12. Listen good. Wisdom of Solomon 16, verse 12. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 16, verse 12. Verse 12. Uh-huh. For it is neither herb nor mortifying plaster that restoreth them to health, but the word... O Yaqua, which healeth all things. Mm-hmm. So, 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 what, what, what hear you, uh, princess? What hear you, Dean? The word. 
See, let's see. So you you get the word now. So the word will hear you. The word will tell you, dash you not. I don't care. We come up with a, a good plan on they got a, a nice um, business deal they don't cut. Now you can go to a restaurant and you don't eat food that's contrary to you made different. You've been made different. You can't eat what they eat. It's going to affect you. That's what he's saying, mothers. You can't let your daughters and uncles and nieces, man, they're going to bring you something from them fast food restaurants and have you all bent out of place and Doc Cook got his hand on you. He don't keep his hand on you. You got to say, ho, ho, ho. No, I can't. I'm not going to put that in me because I'm tired of Doc Cook. I'm tired of all of a sudden bumming all around. See, Doc Cook, he, he wait on you. He ain't going to tell you. He just be ready to put some IVs in you. You know, Doc Cook, he be, he be peeping on the camera when you coming in. He know he tell his nurse to go on and put some IVs in him. Because he know one thing about him, they dehydrated. That's why the kidneys ain't working right because they ain't got no water in them. Ain't nothing to flush them out. They don't drink, they don't drink no half a gallon of spring water a day. They don't even exercise. He don't tell you that. See? He don't tell you that. Mother D.F. Israel. Mother Esther. Mother Death. He ain't gonna tell you that. But you wait till you get that IV and y'all good and you get the water going and then he'll come in there with his child in his hand. He see that. You ain't gotta keep going through this stuff. Listen, exercise half a gallon of spring water per day and leave the king's meat alone. Watch how your body reverses itself and and you start pulling toxins out your body, your liver starts can bleed your liver is shut down. The kidneys is shut down. They can't breathe. And the only way you make them breathe, the blood clogs. Your blood too thick. You know why your blood, blood clogs thick? Because you're not doing what the Bible tells you to do. If you do what the Bible tells you to do, you'll be all right. Now, um, L. Um, in Exodus chapter seven, you know, we read some we read some profound statements, but in Exodus chapter seven, verse one and four, Yahweh set some things up, you know. He set some things up in Exodus chapter seven, verse one and four. What what did he set up, Elder, that we can read? The book of Exodus, chapter seven. That's number one. And verse number four reads, Book of Exodus 7, verse number 1. And Yahweh said unto Moses, See, I have made you a Yahweh to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall be your seer. Verse number 4. The Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you, that I may lay my hands upon Egypt, Mithraim, and bring forth my army and my people, the family of Israel out of the land of Egypt by great judgment. Yeah. He said, he said look here. Oh, Pharaoh, he not gonna, he not going to listen to you, Moses. Go tell him anyway what I said. He said, I made you instead of me. You going to be Yahweh, Moses, and Aaron going to be your seer. He said, go tell old Pharaoh what I say. Go tell old Pharaoh what I say. But he ain't going to pay you no never mind. You see? What it says in uh, the ninth chapter, Elder, verse 16. Exodus 9, 16. Mm-hmm. The book of Exodus 9, verse 16 reads, And in very deep, 
For this cause have I raised you up, for to showing you my power, that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. You see that? He said, Moses, let me tell you something, Moses. He said, look here. He said, Moses, oh, I, I hold a man are you, Moses. He said, I'm four score years old. He said, you're 80 years old, right? He said, I have a man 80 years old. I want to go somewhere and give him a stool and, and, and a glass of lemonade and a red bag, right? Guess what? At 80 years old, that's when you could have started your ministry, at 80. He said, this very deed I'll raise you up, Moses, to show my power in you now. If I, can, if I can crank you up at 80 years old, you mad, see? Moses, 80 years old. Yaquah cranked him up at 80 years old. He said, Moses, I'm doing it for one reason. I want my name to be out throughout all the earth. I want my name out there. And, uh, and, and the benefit of having my name out there, and that's what I was telling you earlier about them, them, um, them, um, them raps. So we gotta have we gotta we gotta have that name and voices up under that name because it's very important. Let me show you why. In Zechariah chapter nine, verse fourteen, Ayo, let's let's read let's read a precept on that. See, that name, them four letters, that you know, people, you know, they get weary. You know, if, if, if you ain't right, you don't get weary. That name make anything that ain't right. They just they get shaky. You know why? Because they know one thing. If you wake if, if you wake up and understand them four letters, they they, they know this is written in this Bible. Zechariah chapter nine verse fourteen. We'll read a little bit. Let's read to get our point, Elder. Zechariah chapter nine verse fourteen. See them four letters is very important. Let's see what he says. Nine fourteen, and we'll read a little bit till we get our point. Come on. Because Zechariah chapter nine, verse number fourteen reads. Because Zechariah nine. Verse 14, and Yahweh shall be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning. Yahweh shall blow the trumpet, and shall go with whirlwind of the south. Right. Verse 15, Yahweh shall defend them, and they shall devour the dew with slain stones, they shall and make a name going before you and he wants you to have his name in your forehead and that's why we came up with that uh elder because we got to have his name on our forehead you know so because the people look at that and say what, what, what does that mean why is wh bosses what that what that boy's name see somebody gonna know what that means see we don't know what it means because see once you understand this and then you then you you go you lick him up and and the wise man in the world. Look, look, look what he's saying here, Elder, in um, Wisdom of Solomon 19, verse 4. There's something he's saying here in 19, verse 4. We read a little bit till we get our point. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 19, verse 4. Something was said, Elder, and we need to know about these things. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 19, verse 4. Let's read a little bit. Look at Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 19. Verse number four reads, Book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 19, verse number four. 
Book of Wisdom of Solomon 19, verse number 4. For the destiny, Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 19, verse number 4 reads, For the destiny, for the destiny, whereof they were worthy to them unto this end, may them forget the things that had already happened, that they might fulfill the punishment which was wanting to their torment. No, no, Verse number five. That thy people might pass a wonderful way, that I might find a strange death. Verse number six. Nothing else. Verse number six. Did you hear what you just got to read in verse four? Did they really hear that? This is this is Solomon. Recapping something, Elder. What did he say again in uh, 19 verse 4, Elder? The Book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 19, verse number 4 reads, For the destiny whereof they were worthy drew them unto this end and made them forget the things that had already happened, that they might fulfill the punishment which was wanting to their torment. Ain't that something? Hey, you hear what the man is saying? You hear what the man is saying? So sometimes, how can we say that? See, we read an early part of lesson showing you how this thing has already been called. So if a people forgot about and they let their spirit get in the way, but they don't know destiny was already there laid out for them. Now, what we're saying, Elder, is in Exodus chapter five, verse one and two. What what is we what is we saying, Elder? Let's see what let's see what he's pulling this from. He's pulling this, Elder. Was he pulling his destiny? Is already been just like we read about? It's a people that was created to be destroyed. That's destiny, Elder. All we both say behind the destiny of Yahweh is one eighteen twenty three. This is Yaquah doing so as marvelous in our eyesight. That's how we have to know our lot. See, we think our lot is trying to keep on running down old Bill. Oh, my lot is trying to keep, keep up with Bill. No, your lot ain't trying to keep up with no Bill. Bill's going to always be there. Your lot better be about this man's business. Here, this will be your lot. Don't let the lot of Bill, it's going to take him out. And guess what? It's going to take you out. Uncle Bill always going to be around. Bill was created to be there, to be frustrate you, to run your blood pressure up, to get you all out of pocket, and thinking you need to put everything behind Yahweh's word. That's, no, no, you better understand your destiny. What you get ready to read, Elder? Um, Exodus chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, what does it say? Book of Exodus 5, verse number 1, verse number 2 reads. Book of Exodus chapter 5, verse number 1. And afterwards Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, The son of Yahweh, Yahweh of Israel, let my people go, 
that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Verse number two. And Pharaoh said, Who is Yahweh that I should obey his voice? So let Israel go. I know not Yahweh, neither will I let Israel go. Hey, that. He hear the man saying. He hear the man saying. He hear that fuck up there. He said, Moses, Aaron, who is this Yahweh? I ain't letting. I ain't letting him go. But we just got to read that this was destiny. The Yahweh already knew what he was gonna say. He already knew. Remember, this thing is already destiny. So he's trying to tell you and understand some things. Your lot. It's already been laid out in Yahweh's plan. But imagine if your lot is to get rid of the door, then fall all the way back into the world. What is, you know, that's why you got to be clear about your lot. You got to be careful to understand that everything's been orchestrated. The, what you're doing now is already been orchestrated by Yahweh. The one going to step up, it's been already orchestrated by Yahweh. That's the point we're trying to make you. You see that watching that one I say? The answer's already in this book, and we try to reveal to you some things about the destiny of the children of Ham. This thing was already destiny. So when the elder reads, so when the elder reads Exodus chapter 9, Verse 1, 4, 6 to 7. Well, make it Exodus chapter 9, verse 1, 4 down to verse 7, and 2 and 3 out of verse 27. See, this thing is already destiny. That's why you have to know some things, and we try to come humble enough to wake you up to understand something that um, I got to put a rabbit out of here. Uh, help me out there, Princess. I gotta pull a rabbit out of here. I gotta pull a rabbit out of here, Princess. But I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling, but I gotta pull a rabbit out of here. And then seeking we um, I gotta pull a rabbit out of here behind that. That was, that was a pretty powerful statement made right there. Let's see if you pull a rabbit out of here on that one. See, you have to know that some things. But I'm struggling right now, uh, Princess. The old seer is struggling right now on a verse. So I'm struggling right now, Princess, but we know we got to pull it out. It's a verse now. See, we, we have nothing orchestrated, and we just play it by ear. But it is a, um, it is a verse written that it tells us something, and uh, I'm struggling right now, ABF, they got it. I'm struggling right now on this verse right here. You know, those seers struggling, you see? And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Those seers here in nine, they get struggling, and and uh, I'm going to keep talking for a minute. I'm, I'm gonna put me uh, a Daniel two sixteen on it. See, matter of fact, read that, read that, uh, Princess, read that Daniel two sixteen for me. 
I might, I might have to drop that Daniel 2.16 on this right here. What does it say in Daniel 2.16? Daniel. Hmm? Chapter two, yeah. verse fifteen. Yeah, yeah, but well, you, you you want you want to do some hollering there. You got you got to get in that bullhorn. Right now you you kind of low there, uh, princess, and we want to make sure they hear you. So Daniel, very important. Yeah. Chapter two, verse sixteen. Then mm-hmm. Daniel went in and desire of the king that he would give him time, and that he would show the king the interpretation. Mm-hmm. That was Daniel said. He needs to give some time. So yeah. now, now give me First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty. That's what I'm saying. Give me some time, you know. So in First Corinthians chapter six, see, we have to know these things. And Paul, he was looking for Northern Kingdom over there in current. And he looked at he looked at them eyeball to eyeball in in First Corinthians chapter six. He looked at them, uh, uh princes. Look at an eyeball to eyeball, and what he said to him in verse 19 and 20. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Verse 19. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the righteous spirit which is in you, which you have of Yahweh, and you are not your own? Verse 20. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, honor Yahweh in your body and in your spirit, which is which are Yahweh's. You see, I told you. Yes. You know, you got some things I call uh, pro-choice and all that, and they, they sometimes women be saying you you can't control me and my body. Well, it, it all depends on what you're talking about. Yahweh saying you're not your own. I control your body. That's right. Yes, no. Yahweh said, no, no, no. You're not your own. Yahweh said, I own you. That's right. Then he he went to Rome, uh, princess. He went to Rome in 12, 1, 2, and 3. He said, look, I own you. He said, I own you. And matter of fact, Yodel, Tell me the 18th chapter 1 down to verse 5 of Jeremiah waiting on me. I'm going to get another precept on that. See, you got to understand something. Twelve tribes of Israel, the Israelites, you've been bought with a price. That's right. If you got this man as an afterthought, you lose. You the one going to lose. That's right. You lose more ways than one. Woo, my because you got to keep this man first. You're not your own. Israel, the Israelites, you're not your own. You got to make sure you got this man right. Now, he went to Rome. He found some Israel, the Israelites in Rome. Yes. And look what he said to them in 12, 1, 2, and 3. What did he say to Abel? What did he say to them? What, what, what are we going on? Romans 12. Romans 12, okay. 1, 2, and 3. What did he say in 12, 1, 2, and 3? Romans chapter 12. Verse 1, 2, and 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Yahweh, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, righteous, acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. 
And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahweh. Verse 3. You hear what well, they say? Well, you know, well, my mind was in class. Well, your mind, your mind will get you thrown in the bottom of the leg of fire, your mind. You'll put your body in class. You got six locations. Oh, well, my mind was with, oh, my mind was with the class. Yeah, what, what your mind got to do with it? Y'all probably say your body. Your, that is your reasonable service. Yes. When you know who you are, that is your reasonable service. Put your body in one of the six locations. Huh? He, you know, oh, well, my mind was with the class. My mind was with it. Your mind will get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. You got to put your body in there. Look what he says in Jeremiah 89. He, no, uh, Jeremiah tried to run from his duties, and Yahweh had him put up in a dungeon to make him think about the situation he was up under. You know, in the 20th chapter, we the early, early part of the lesson. But then Yahweh, he also showed him something prior to having put in the dungeon. He showed him something. He said, he said Jeremiah, are you the seer of the hour right now? He said, he said yes. When he go down to the, to, to the potter's house for a minute, I want you to go down there, and there I'm going to speak to you. Hey, Elder, what did he say in 18, 1 down to verse 5? What did he say? Look at Jeremiah chapter 18. Verse number 1, 2, 5, read. Look at Jeremiah, chapter 18, verse 1. The word which came to Jeremiah the seal, forget what I said. Verse number 2. Arise and go down to the potter's house. And there I will call you to hear my word. Verse number 3. Then I went down to the potter's house. And behold, he wrought a work on the wheel. Verse number 4. The vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, as it seemed good to the pilot to make it. Verse number five. Then the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Verse number six. O family of Israel, can I not do with you as this pilot, saying Yahweh? Behold, as the clay is in the pilot's hand, so are you in my hand, O family of Israel. Yeah, I get it. He didn't say something. You can run around and think you're doing everything that you think you're doing. He's but 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 you. Let me get a precept on that, elder. And and the book of in the book of Isaiah, elder. It's a precept to that because he he's he doing some uh, profound uh, talking. So he says now. Understand one thing, oh children of Israel, the Israelites. He said something in Isaiah about his position. He said, You see how the potter, he made a vessel that was marked, and he just busted like a watermelon. He said, Then start over again. He said, You seen how he, what he did over there? He said, Guess what? You in my hand, just like that. If you don't act right, if you don't act right and tell the Israel, I'm going to do the same thing to Potter, be it to that vessel, to you, 
I'm going to bust you like a wild melon. Why? Why did he say that? Precept. We're going to Isaiah chapter 49. And we're going to look at verse number 7 down to verse 9. Then we're going to skip down to verse 14, down to verse 16. Let's see what, let's see what we got out of the book called Isaiah 49, verse 7 and 9. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what, you know, it's, it's too much in there to leave out. You might have to pick it at 7, take it on down to verse 16. Because he's he, he going to tell you about your positions and everything. So we might want to take care of making a little meal out of it, you know. In the 49th chapter of Isaiah, verse 7, down to verse 16, you're on the clock, come on. Book of Isaiah, chapter 49, verse number 7 through 16 reads. Isaiah 49, verse 7. The Savior, the Redeemer of Israel and his righteous one, to him whom man despised, to him whom the nations abhor, to a servant of rulers, king shall seek and arise. Princes also shall worship because of Yahweh that is faithful, the righteous one of Israel, and he shall choose you. Verse 8, the say of Yahweh, in the acceptable time have I heard thee, and in the day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people to establish the earth, to cause inherit the desert heritages. Verse 9, that thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth. To them that are in darkness, show yourself. They shall feed in the ways, and their plasters shall be in all high places. Verse number 10. They shall not hunger nor thirst. Neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. But he that has mercy on them shall lead them. Even by the springs of water shall he guide them. Verse number 11. I will make all my mountains away, and a highway shall be exalted. Verse 12. Behold, these shall come from the far, and lo, these from the north, and from the west, and these from the land of Shanim. Verse 13. Sing, O heaven, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For Yahweh have comforted his people, and will have mercy upon his afflicted. Verse 14. But Yahweh Judah said, Yahweh have forsaken me, and my Yahweh have forgotten me. Verse 15, can a woman forget her second child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget. Verse 16, behold, I have graven you upon the palms of my hand. Your walls are continually before me. Ain't that something? You know, you know, that's nice. That's nice for me then. Now, you know, El, you know what you said, uh, the seer, uh, why don't you give me a little bit more of it, Elder? You said, you said, seer, give me a little bit more. I need a little bit more. I said, well, you know, I was shooting from the hip. I couldn't give you no more. But uh, read verse 8, read the, um, the last line in verse number 8, Elder. The last two lines in, in, in verse number 8. The last two lines. The book of Mm-hmm. We're going to Isaiah 49, verse number 8. To establish the earth, to call to inherit the desolate mm-hmm. heritage. Verse mm-hmm. number 9. 
They shall feed in the ways, and their pastors shall be in all high places. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Verse number nine. Go forth to them that are in darkness. Show yourself. They shall feed in the ways, and their pastors shall be in all high places. What did he say again, Elder? What, what did um, Show yourself. What Isaiah asked old Yahweh to do for him? To do what? For, um, for the people Show that's yourself. in prison, darkness. What did he say? He wanted to, what to happen for him, Elder? Show yourself. Ain't that something? You hear the man saying, Show thyself. And that's what he's doing. He's showing himself right now. Do Yahweh's bosses up to his life. He's showing himself. He's showing himself. But those that got to eat it here. Understand this man's been called. Do destiny. It's no accident. We're going that way six nights a week. It's no accident. Asking what's going on, we try to tell you how to, how to, to, uh, buy, pay, be a feeder. It's no accident. I'll meet you back in that ninth chapter again. It's no accident. Well, Yahweh is standing. Hey, hey, Bill. Hey, Princess. What is said in 721 down verse 23 of Second Israel? See, there's no accident. See, listen. Especially the mother. Mother D of Israel. Mother Esther. Mother Deborah. Put the king's meat down for 90 days. Go on a wallamella and and corn to build your immune system up and flush all that garbage off of your inside your body. Do some exercise. Drink a half a gallon of spring water per day. Get up, shake them around, bounce up a little bit, unloose them blood claws. You ain't got to let Doc Cook busy you. Make, make him busy, come, him come by and see you. You ain't got to go out like that. It's time to change what you, your mindset and what you put in your mouth. Don't let no family members, grandbabies, nobody come bring you something that's got chicken, cow, uh, pig in it for 90 days. You got to detox that stuff out your body. You can't detox it no other way about doing, doing what those seals tell you. You pay a seal some never mind? Okay, it's up to you, but we can't tell you. We want to see you standing tall at the time appointed, but you're not going to be standing tall long as you keep doing things contrary to this Bible. You're going to be in that revolving door. You'll be always somewhere with Doc Cook on your speed dial. Got to get you to Doc Cook. Why? Because your intake is totally wrong from your genetic makeup according to the Bible. Once you know your children of Israel. Children of Israel never ate. Listen, the children of Israel in the Bible, but I ain't saying, but I'm saying you got to do it in moderation now. The children of Israel in the Bible, it's nowhere you can read they had beans, corn, I mean beans, rice, and spaghetti. It's nowhere in the Bible that the 12 tribes of Israel anywhere has some beans with starch in it, 
rice, got starch in it. And uh, what else I just said? Beans, rice, and spaghetti. That's starch food. Yuck, why didn't put no preservative in what he gave you children of Israel? See, these three foods is good for the other nations. They can eat it all. They can eat that stuff. They got the, they was not given a dietary. You were. That food, it's going to always keep you with a rush to the hospital. Talk to you one day, and a month later, well, yeah, now I'm, 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 that, I'm that doc cook again. I got to rush you to the doc cook. Why do I got to keep, why you got to keep rushing the doc cook for? Put that starch food down. That's what you got to do. Put the king's meat down for 90 days. Then you'd be able to help the young ones to come in the door to how to, you know, how to help their husband get them on their feet, right? Then they won't be all bent out of shape, get their breathing right. We can tell you all these good things. But it starts when you put the, put the king's meat down. Hey, before you read what you ready to read, hey, Bill, give me uh, 107 verse 20 of Psalms. The angel came out of heaven. Hey, um, the son of Paul said, hey, look, run down there and tell David, put this in the book real quick. Uh, 107 verse 20, hey, Bill, feeding. What he said, put it, put it in the book. Psalm 107 verse 20, what did he say? Psalms chapter, Psalms chapter 107 verse 20. Psalms chapter 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. You see, you see what he, he, he sent the word. The word heals you. Because when the word is sent, certain, certain things happen in 34, verse 7, uh, princess. Certain, certain things happening in Psalm 34, verse 7. What happens when he sent that word to heal you? What happened? 34, verse 7. Psalms chapter 34, verse 7. The ministering spirit of Yahweh encamped round about them that feared him and delivered them. You see that? You see what happened? The great big angels kept around you until the whole man gone about your business. You can't you can't you can't you can't get in this vessel. You tell a cow man, gone about your business, cow man. Huh? You tell a chicken man, gone about your business, chicken man. You can't you you can't be up in this vessel. See that will happen when you do right. You have a reminder to, to leave that alone for ninety days. Now when you run across these feast days you know it can be a lot of everything, but you know how to detox that stuff out right away. So I'm going to enjoy this feast. I'm going to eat a whole lot of that stuff that's going to mess me all up, have me have me, me dizzy. Matter of fact, you know, the, uh, the most deadliest rattlesnake. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you about the deadliest rattlesnake. The most dead. You move into a house down south, and you got deadly rattlesnakes all around you. It's on. And I got a rattlesnake. Look out the window. Got snakes around around the yard. I don't do about that. What do you know? I'm going. I'm going to give me a pig pen. Mm-hmm. Going to give me a pig pen. I'm, I'm going to move it on. And give me a pig pen. Put a pen. Put all the hogs. Put some hogs up in there. Huh? Put them in there. 
And them same snakes that's running around in the yard all out there under your rocks, they're going to go into that pig pen, and they're going to bite down on that pig. They reinvent themselves. Get the rattlesnake. Bite him. Just bite him hard as he can. Clamp him down on his back. Hit him on his tail. And he just squeeze him down and let his little venom in there that he can put that, that pig to, to rest. That pig be looking at him. And the venom in that pig gets in his throat. And all of a sudden he let go and get on his belly and stand up. And his head starts swimming all around. The pig, goes, the pig looking at him. His head swimming all the way around. And the pig say, you see what you did? I'm more deadly than you. See, I'm more deadly than you. Even me, I'm more deadly than you. And what a pig do? It go around to the back of that snake and eat him all the way up to the top. Yeah. So eating pig is, is deadly than a rattlesnake poison. You want to get rid of rattlesnakes? Get you some pigs. Because every time the rattlesnake bite down a pig, he the one in trouble. Because the venom in a pig is deadlier than a rattlesnake. And you somewhere up tonight every year, you go eat some black-eyed pigs and some hogs. And you wonder why Doc Cook got you. Doc Cook gonna keep you now, huh? Eating pig is deadlier than a eating. From the poison snake it is eating pig. The pig got a trichinosis worm inside them. Just be moving all the way around. They put you put an X-ray on the pig, and you see a trichinosis worm in it. Just moving all around. Now, in fact, it used to be some some companies called the Moving Up. They went out of business. You know why they went out of business? They said we still count our money. We went out of business because one thing we made so much money selling hogs to African-American Negro and, and Puerto Rican and Mexican and Cubans, we, we used to make so much money off of them, we used to put the truck on the side of the road and the cashier because it was too crowded to get in the store. And you, you were buying all that mooing on pork, and, and they still count their money even to this day. You see what you need? And you want to know why you you got the problem you got in your body. You ain't got to live like that in your body. Detox for 90 days. Prove those fear wrong. Let that stuff go for 90 days. Watch the difference in your body. Watch the kick be in your body. All the disease in your body is gone. Kidneys don't got stronger. Liver stronger. No more blood clogs. Got the kick. Got to bounce in your legs. By leaving the keys, leave alone. That's all you got to do. No, no, the doctor don't tell you about it. No, just cut down on it. Cut down on it a little bit. No, just don't eat so. You see what you do? All right, forget about that. Enough of that. Now, in the eighth chapter of the book of Exodus, now, we found out in 7 verse 1, daughter, what you holding thing in? Get some for me, daughter. What you got for me? Yeah, some some second Ezra, but I, I didn't catch the rest of it. Uh, seven twenty one to twenty three. Seven twenty one to twenty three. Okay. What do you say? Hey, 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 um, Ed, I meet you in Exodus chapter eight, verse one, twenty, twenty one. 
27, and 28. Hey, what does it say that princess that you read in Second Ezra chapter 7, verse 21, down to verse 23? What does it say? Second Ezra chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. Verse 21. For Yahweh have given straight commandment to such as came, what they should do to live, even as they came, and what they should observe to avoid punishment. Verse 22. Nevertheless, they were not obedient unto him, but spake against him, and imagined vain things. Verse 23. And deceived themselves by, the ver by their wicked deeds. And said of the Most High that he is not and knoweth not his ways. See so you're telling the potter he, he made a mistake. He made a mistake with you. See that? He said he tell you how to avoid punishment. He, because he got to read it. We're not reading the number 15, 15, 16, and 29. You can't follow them. They got to follow you. They can't, you, can't, you can't follow them to their restaurants. They're not feeding that meat. They're not getting the garbage out that meat before you order that stuff. They got the scum, the blood, the, the, all that stuff in the meat. They've got it hot or well done for you. And you can you have all kinds of problems. And you can, keep, you can keep all them problems in your belly. You can keep all them blood clogged until you fast for 90 days. Once you fast for 90 days, a watermelon is going to watermelon. And see, that's the point we're saying. Now, why we got to wait three months to get a watermelon? Where's our trucks at? Why we can't meet somebody in Florida with our trucks and, and get a big belly full of watermelon and bring them back in the greenhouse? We got the man for it. So all, you do, all you do is roll your sleeves up and get in where you fit in at. Stack it up. Then you, get, you, then you start eating the watermelon and, and the corn, standing corn, and you get all the information out your body. Your liver start clearing up. Your liver is clogged up. Your kidneys is all clogged up. Your machines only gonna a radiation machine. That's not that's called a band-aid spudgy. The radiation machine, that's all doctors gonna tell you about well look at you take your chemo. You yeah, but why don't you tell them they need to get away from that hog? Why don't you tell them they need to get away from eating all that all that king's meat? You don't tell them that. Put the king's meat down. That's how you deliver that stuff. On a watermelon diet, eat just watermelon and corn, and watch how your body bites. It's gonna bite you like tooth and nail for and all of a sudden. You say, "Oh, I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to get me. You try to get yourself back on your feet again. See those devils inside of you, Senator? They'll be fighting you tooth and nail. You keep on putting that watermelon and that corn in you and building that immune system up. Oh, Satan's gonna find him another place to go." But don't, but don't think he ain't going to come back now. Look at WCC. See, where is that at? Uh, hey, help me out for a minute, Elder. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12 for a minute, Elder. Let me uh, help the WCC out. Where is that at? Give me Matthew chapter 12. See, the World Council Church. Give me Matthew 12, 48. 
Let's see, hey, let's see what that say. Let me help the WCC out for a minute. In Matthew chapter 12, uh, verse number 48, what that say, yo? Book of Matthew 12, verse number 48 reads. Book of Matthew 12, verse 48. But he answered and said unto him, that told him. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm jumped too high. Thank you. Pick it up right on my, my verse number 40, 42. Thank you, Ellen. 42. The book of Matthew 12, verse 42 reads, The queen of the sight shall rise up in judgment with this generation. It shall condemn it. She came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. The all are greater than Solomon. Is here. Mm-hmm. 43. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. Verse 44. Then he said, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he finds it empty, swept, and garnished. Verse 45. Then goes he and take it with himself, seven other spirits. More wicked than himself. They enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. <laughs> you say, you say, he said, look here, we can clean you up. We can tell you about what to eat, what not to eat. And here come one of them old family members of yours, and they got a promotional job. Now they're gonna take you. They're gonna take you somewhere to eat, eat up some stuff now. And now you, now you can go and follow them. See? So, so you, you, you clean them up. You run that devil out you. That starts, you know, it, that whole man out you. You're running out you. You're doing good. You got your watermelon, your corn, and your green food. You got you the one twenty-nine to thirty-one. And you eat your green food real good. But then here come one of your family members gonna tell you about. They got such a great promotion. And now let's celebrate. And where are we going? We're going to we're going to eat some shrimp, lobsters, and and uh, fish that ain't got no fins and scales on it. We're gonna eat all that kind of stuff. Very expensive. I got I got the bills. I got a lot of money in my pocket now. See, see that? Then that, that devil that devil leaves your body because he's doing all the right thing by by detoxing himself. He got to leave. And all of a sudden. Uh-oh, give me 27 verse 3 of Adam and Eve. Let me tell you something. And 27 verse 3 of Adam and Eve, uh, you know, what it saying in 27 verse 3? See, you understand something? Satan, if you do right, he he got to leave. But that don't mean he's not going to check back on you. He'll find out that you, is, is you jaw-jagging. He'll find somebody else to kind of kick it with. But he all going to come back and check on you. Look at what we got written in, in the book of Adam and Eve, 27, verse 3. Hey, what does it say in 27, verse 3? Book of Adam and Eve. First book of Adam and Eve, 27, verse number 3. He didn't place his throne near the mouth of the cave because he could not enter into it by reason of their prayers. You see that? You see that? So, y'all see... Satan can't come in as long as you've got your mind on Yahweh. You can't get Yahweh's business. He got to bag up. See, he told Satan, go about your business. Go about your business. This, this belt right here, 
he got the big angel camping around him. A prince is raising 34 verse 7. He said, no, don't bring your wicked self around here. This body been cleaned up now. This body don't want no hog, no catfish, no shrimp, lobsters, uh, frog legs, and uh, um, um, what do they call that stuff? Okay, that's enough. They want more of that. That was an angel telling go on, go on about your business with that stuff. But he don't leave. He got no trouble to leave. But that don't mean he ain't going to pee back on you. He don't send one of them family members to you, tickets to the lobster place. Uh, I'm going to give you a ticket. Come on, go. See that? And then you're going to go. And then that's, then they here come say, I'll be doggone. Then I'm going right back to eating shrimp, lobster, catfish, shrimp, Chinese food, starch, dairy product, drinking milk. I don't tell you people drink milk. It's, it's when the baby off, when the baby get off the, the off the kid, that's the end of milk. You don't drink more milk no more. That's the end of milk. Milk is the cow's milk is for the cow for the calves. You don't drink no glass of milk. You see your baby to school and they give him milk and cornflakes. You don't drink no more milk no more. No. Once you come off the breast, that's it with milk. Still they got oh a gallon of, of, of cow's milk. That's for the cows. That stuff don't do you. That stuff ain't for you to see, right? You don't eat no corn flakes and, and milk. That ain't you. That's for the baby calves, not you. Once your baby come off the breast, that's the end of the milk. No more milk. The breast on dry up. It's no more go to store and bring back a gallon of milk and some cornflakes. You don't pour milk into your, you don't drink coffee neither. You don't pour milk in. You don't drink no more milk. Not you. Twelve tribes of Israel, they can do it. They got the stomach for it. But it's not for you. That's why you got to know who you are. So when the elder reads the book of um, Thomas, verse 3, Listen what listen what said. This is spirit led. In the book of Thomas, verse three, listen to it when Yahweh looked Thomas, O'Dowd and Thomas, eyeball to eyeball, said, Look here, just put this in the book. That's what you do. You just write down verse three. What is that album? The book of Thomas, verse number three reads, That what the son said, those who lead you say to you. See, the kingdom is in the sky, and the birds of the sky will precede you. They say to you, it is in the sea. Then the fishes will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is inside of you, and it is outside of you. When you come to know yourself, then you will become known, and you will realize that it is you who are the sons of the living, Yahweh the Father. But if you will not know yourself, you dwell in poverty, and it is you who are that poverty. Ain't that something? See, when you don't know yourself, you in poverty. If you knew yourself, the food, the mindset you got, you wouldn't have it. Huh? If you knew yourself. But all you know about yourself, you're an African-American Christian. Huh? That's what you know. 
you're African American, and they love to tell you what an African American Christian. That's not you. You, you know, it's no African American Christian in this Bible. Why you got the Bible in your hand? How do you an African American Christian? Yeah. You not gonna know yourself. If you know who yourself is, you're not gonna do these things. You know how to get Satan away from you. Get away from me, Satan. You can go about your business. The big angel tell them that no, 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 no. They don't, no, no, no. They don't want none that. That kings me. Put that kings me on around here. They don't. They don't want to be seeing God cook. You ain't got to see God cook. You ain't got to be in no revolving doors, blood clogs, and all that. You ain't got to do that. You got to change your diet. You got to put your yakwa first and change your diet. You got you to do once you know who you are. Once you find you a member of the 12 tribes of Israel, your birth certificate is in Exodus chapter 1, 1 through 7. It's nobody in there called no Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans, and Domingos and all that. No, it's no African-American and Negro. Your birth certificate is Exodus chapter 1, 1 through 7. That's where your birth certificate is. Once you know who yourself is, then you start reading the Bible and more plainer, then you know one thing. And you'll never be you'll never be putting yourself in a position to say you is from the sinners of Ham. See, you're not from the sinners of Ham. Not you, not the children of Israel. Watch this. Let me show you why you you know that's I show you if anybody talk like that, or you from the sinners of Ham. The black people from Ham. That's the biggest lie I ever told. Well, watch this right here. Exodus chapter one uh, eight, Elder. We're looking at chapter 8, verse 1, 20, 21, 23, 27, 28. What does it say, Book of Exodus, chapter 8, verse number 1, verse 20, 21, 23, 27, and verse 28 reads. Book of Exodus, chapter 8, verse number 1 reads. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, the same Yahweh, let my people go, that they may serve me. Verse number 20, Exodus 8, verse 20 reads, And Yahweh said unto Moses, rise up early in the morning, stand before Pharaoh. So he cometh forth to the water, and say unto him, the same Yahweh, let my people go, that they may serve me. Verse 21. As if thou would not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies upon thee, upon thy servants, upon thy people, and into thy houses. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground whereon they are. Verse number 23. And I will put a division between my and your people shall this sign be. Verse 27. Exodus chapter 8, verse 27. We will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to Yahweh or Yahweh, as he have commanded us. Verse 28. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go, that you may sacrifice to Yahweh, your Yahweh in the wilderness. You shall not go very far away. And peace for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll read verse 23 again. Verse 23 again. Book of Exodus, chapter 8, verse 23 reads, 
And I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow shall this sign be. So you see, a division was not color. They all was melanated people. It is a difference between the sons of Ham and the sons of Shem. The children of Israel are from the sons of Shem. The children of the Egyptians, which is Mizraim, is from the sons of Ham. Listen, it's a difference between them, not color-wise, but mindset. The children of Israel is not, when you call out the American Negro, they're not from the sons of Ham. You know what Yaqua said? Do you believe what the man's saying? Do you know what he says in, in uh, uh, Titus uh, 1, verse 2? Do you, do you know what he says? Huh? You. Do you know what he says when you start having the children of Israel being African-American Negro like the, Moor, like the Mormons got? Well, the, the Negroes is from the cursed seed of Ham. Do you know what you're really doing by talking that kind of smack? Titus 1, verse 2, what it says? The book of Titus. Chapter 1, verse number 2 reads, Book of Titus, chapter 1, verse number 2 reads, In hope of eternal life, which Yahweh, they cannot lie, promise before the world begins. So Yahweh is not lying. It's a difference between the one you call African-American Negroes, which is the children of Israel by birth, then the sentence of Mizraim Egyptians with the sons of Ham. It's a different trend. He said he ain't lying. And if you continue to talk that smack like that, you will be thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. He said he ain't lying. The one that called itself African American Negroes come from Shem. They did not come from Ham. If you you understand that? Hebrews six eighteen. See the Mormons want to put that garbage out there. They the one said you you from the then you got these old these wicked uh, slave masters back in the days told you from the curse of him. That's the biggest lie ever told, huh? Look what it says in Hebrews uh, six eighteen. The book of Hebrews, book of the Israelites, six verse number eighteen. About two immutable things in which it is, was impossible for Yahweh to lie. You might have a strong consolation. The fled for refuge, lay hold upon the hope set before us. You see that? So he ain't lying. If Yahweh says it is a difference between the sinners of him, which is the Egyptians, and the sinners of the children of Israel, which is from Shem, if he say he ain't lying, then go once you go with the Bible. Huh? Go with the Bible. Stop going with these preachers that's Gonna have themselves in the bottom of the lake of fire, and you go in there too by following him. You, this is what he says in the ninth chapter, verse 1, 4 through 7, 23 to 27. Listen to what Yahweh, Pharaoh, Moses say. Aaron is taking notes. Now, listen to what's going on in Exodus chapter 9, verse 1. 4 through 7, 23, and 27. You'll hear from Yahweh, you'll hear from Moses, and you'll hear from the sons of Ham called Pharaoh. You'll hear everybody talking. Pay attention and learn something before you run your mouth about the children of Israel as the sinners of Ham because they're colored. All the peoples are colored. 
everybody looks the same way until Genesis 25, 25. All one come out different in the sense of Esau, translated there as the white man and the white woman, Genesis 25, 25, and 26. Everybody had color on them. Until that time. Watch yourself with that bad teaching. Exodus chapter 9, verse 1, 4 through 7, 23 on verse 27. Listen to us. Where's the elder? Book Exodus chapter 9, verse number 1, verse 4 through 7, verse 23 through 27 reads. Book Exodus 9, verse number 1. Then Yahweh said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus save Yahweh of the Israelites. Let my people go, that they may serve me. Verse number 4. Yahweh shall serve between Yahweh shall serve between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt, Mizraim. There shall nothing die of all that is the family of Israel. Verse number five. Yahweh appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow Yahweh shall do this thing in the land. Verse number six. Yahweh did that thing on tomorrow, and all the cattle of Egypt, Mizraim, died. But of the cattle of the family of Israel, died not one. Verse number seven. And Pharaoh said, and behold, there was not one of the cattle of the Israelites dead. And the heart, the mind of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. Verse number hold 23. On, hold on, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. What, 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 what is it called? According to verse seven. What what were they called again? The children of Israel, the children of Israel. They were called what in verse seven? What did they call by the eyewitnesses of the Bible? What they call by the eyewitnesses? What are, what are they called by the eyewitnesses of the Bible? At the time of Moses, Yahweh, and Pharaoh, what is their name according to verse seven? The Israelites. Ain't that something? The Israelites. That's what they call. Yahweh called them, Moses called them, and Pharaoh called them the Israelites. So you can't get no Jew or Hebrew out of these peoples. They ain't going to hit the three big dignitaries, the Almighty himself, Moses, his, the Yahweh of the earth, and the big uh, sons of Ham. Everybody knew these people called the Israelites. Why do you call these people African-American and Negroes? Hebrews and Jews. Why you do that? Why you don't follow the Bible? Yeah, he got a big talk. Now watch the big watch the big Hamite tell you something that you need to know. He could have talked now. He don't see that all that was going on and nothing happened to the Israelites. Now he could have take his eyes and speak out his mouth. On what he observed and what, and listen to this in verse 23 on verse 27. What is the elder? Book of Exodus chapter 9, verse number 23 reads, And Moses stretched forth his rod toward the heaven, and Yahweh sent thunder and hell, and the fire ran along upon the ground, and Yahweh rained the hell upon the land of Egypt. Verse 24, So there was hell and fire. Mingled with the hail, very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt, since it became a nation. Verse 25. 
And the hail smoked throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail smote every herb of the field, and break every tree of the field. Verse 26, only in the land of Goshen, where the family of Israel were, was there no hail. Verse 27, and Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said unto them, I have sinned this time. Yahweh is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. Thank you, son. Did you hear what Pharaoh was saying? Did you hear what Pharaoh was saying? He said, I and my peoples are wicked. Did you hear Pharaoh letting you know that the children of Israel, the one you call African-American Negroes, don't have nothing to do with ham, but color-wise. Why do you, why you, why you talk bad, Kiki? That gonna get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire? Do you believe what Pharaoh said? Did you hear what Pharaoh said about him and his people to Moses and Aaron? El, read again, El. What did he say? And Yahweh, he must in the battle. Uh, 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 read that verse that he's doing that, uh, A.B. or Phoebe. Give me 13, verse 4 of Isaiah. Let me see what Yahweh is doing. Hey, A.B. or Phoebe, hey, Princess, what are you doing in Isaiah 13, verse 4? What's Yahweh doing? Isaiah chapter 13. Verse 4. Verse 4. Yeah, what are you doing? Isaiah chapter 13, verse 4. The nose of the multitude is in the, is in the mountains. Like what do you read? What do you read? You read 13, verse 4? Yeah. The nose okay, of the multitude. The nose 13, of the mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. And the mountains. Like as a great people, a, I don't know how you say that, a, t- a tombless noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. Yaqua of hosts, ma, he must have the battle. He must have so the battle. So Yaqua so was sitting on, a, he was sitting on the right hand of his father. He was mucking the battle. He already, he was ran back. He was right back drinking a little herbal tea and he, he looked corn himself. He knew what was going on there. He knew old Pharaoh was getting ready to come clean. Hey, El, what did Pharaoh say again? After he seen that the Israelites looking all they were skinning and grinning. Now Pharaoh looked, he called for Moses and Aaron, the Israelites. No, I mean Moses and Aaron. Yeah, Moses and Aaron, the Israelites. He called for them. Yeah, Pharaoh called for them. And he looked him eyeball to eyeball in verse 27 of the ninth chapter of Exodus. And what did they, and what, what was said? Book Exodus chapter 9, verse number 27 reads, And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron, and said unto them, I have sinned this time. Yahweh is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. You see that? You see that? Read verse 28. We got Exodus 9. Verse number 28 reads. We got Exodus 9. Verse 28. Entreat Yaquah, for it is enough that there be no more mighty thundering in hell. And I will let you go. 
shall stay no longer. You said, he, he, he looked at Moses and Aaron to tell him, that's enough. Yahweh, that's enough. I mean, I mean, me and my people, which is sons of Ham, the African, the true African, we are wicked. That's enough. You don't beat us down. You don't beat us down. That's enough. You see what he said? But who are you talking to? Moses and Aaron, the Israelites. He said, listen, ain't everybody on your end is skinny and grinning, you Israelites. He said, that's enough. I let them go. You ain't, you ain't in a position to open your mouth, period. We already let go. You see, you've been beat down. See, that's that puffed up spirit again. What you mean you let them go? You've been broke. Your firstborn been firstborn been killed. Everything around you been sitting in darkness. What you mean you you got you ain't got nothing to say? Close your mouth now. Yeah. But you have to get one more last shot in. I let them go. So when we go to the eleventh chapter, Elder. Uh, we just go at three down to verse ten. We just put the icing on the cake, you know, three down to verse ten, Elder. Look what it says over here in the eleventh chapter, verse three down to verse ten. The book of Exodus, chapter eleven, verse number three through ten reads. Book of Exodus, chapter eleven, verse number three reads. Yahweh gave the people favor in the sight of Egypt, in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. Verse number four. And Moses said, Thus said Yahweh, about midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt. Verse number five. And all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the man's maidservant that is behind the meal, and all the firstborn of beasts. Number six. And there should be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. Verse seven. But against any of the family of Israel, the Israelite shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast. And you may know how the Yaquada put a difference between the Egyptians and the Israelites. Verse number eight, and all these thy servants shall come down unto me and bow down themselves unto me, saying, Get you out, and all the people that follow you. And after that I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in a great anger. Verse number nine, and Yahweh said unto Moses, Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Verse number 10. And Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh. And Yahweh hardened Pharaoh's mind, so that he would not let the family of the Israelites go out of his land. Mm-hmm. Read verse 7 8 again, verse 7 and 8. The book of Exodus 11, verse 7, and verse number 8 reads, Exodus 11, verse 7, But against any of the family of the Israelites, 
shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast. Now you may know how the Yahweh does put a difference between the Egyptians and the Israelites. Verse 7 And all these thy servants shall come down unto me and bow down themselves unto me, saying, Get you out, and all the people that follow you. And after that I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in a great anger. <laughs> you know, well, not, not this good stuff is read. Why it's not read? You, you know what? If Paul came back in the ninth chapter, Adam. So Paul came back in the ninth chapter of Romans, and he said something in the ninth chapter, Elder. He said something um, from 16 down to verse 20. He said something. Paul went to Rome. Well, Israelites was over there, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. He went over there to Rome. And he said something to them from 16 down to verse 20. And let's talk about it. Let's see what he what he pulling this conversation from. 16 down to verse 20 in the ninth chapter of Romans. What's going on with uh, 16 down to verse 20? Come on. Book of Romans chapter 9, verse 16 through 20 reads. Book of Romans 9, verse 16 reads. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of Yahweh that showeth mercy. Hold on, 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 hold the storyline of what taking place back once upon a time ago. So in the ninth chapter, Elder, he going Paul gonna bring things back to their remembrance. But I'm struggling right now, Elder. I'm struggling when he bring it back to their remembrance in the in the ninth chapter of Rome. He uh, he made a statement pertaining to what happened over there in Egypt. So um, can you can you help those see out? Right now I'm struggling right now on the storyline that Paul is bringing back to to the table about what happened with old Pharaoh in his ninth chapter. But Osir can't put his eyes on the verse. Can you get those see out there? Come on. Book of Romans nine. Verse number 17, verse 15 reads, For it says to Moses, Have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Verse 17, For the scripture said unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised you up, that I may show my power in you, that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. Mm-hmm. Verse 18. Yeah, give me a little bit more. Yeah, give me a little bit. You, 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 you're rolling now, you Take it on down to verse number 18, down to verse 20. 18 to 20. You're rolling now, Go ahead. 
Verse number 18. Therefore have he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. Verse 19. You will say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? Who have resisted his will? Verse 20. But nay, but O man, who are you that replies against Yahweh? Shall the thing form say to him that formed it, Why have you made me thus? Mm-hmm. So what happened in verse 17, Elder, for this conversation, he was trying to remind him about something in 17 again. What did he say in 17? The book of Romans 9, verse 17. For the scripture says of Pharaoh, even for the same purpose have I raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Uh-huh. So you see, uh, he he was reminding them that that's why you got to make a, you got to make some adjustments according to um, Wisdom of Solomon chapter eighteen verse six and seven. So what he's saying, Elder, he said now he he put Pharaoh in a position to be the big dignitary of the world, just like Nebuchadnezzar put him in position. He said, Moses, I'm gonna raise you up at eighty years old. Can knock Pharaoh down to his knees. He gonna come bowing down to you and say, "I, the the Africans, the two Africans, were really called the sons of Ham. We are wicked, and our people. I'm wicked, and my people's wicked too, Moses. They is right. Yeah. So that's why you got to even get your prayers right, children of Israel. How, how is your prayer? You got a prayer life." How's your prayer life? Do your prayer life include what the wisest man in the world said about how you're supposed to pray? Do you pray like Solomon tell you to pray? What did Solomon tell you to do in 18, verse 6 and 7? What did he say? The book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 18, verse 6, verse 7 reads. Book of Wisdom of Solomon, 18, verse 6. Of that night where our fathers certified for, there is surely known unto what oath they had given credence, that you might afterwards be of good cheer. Verse 7. So of your people was accepted both the salvation of the righteous and the destruction of the enemies. When you, when you, when you, when you, when you get on your knees, uh, Spread forth your hands to your land of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. He said, you have to make sure your prayers right. You want you want to want he said, make your prayers right. For him to hear you, your prayers got to be right. And how your prayers got to be included in eighteen verse seven again, Elder. Now listen now listen real good, Mass Nord's over. Nine thousand strong. Listen, do you pray like this right here? Oh, you should pray like this. This is how you're supposed to pray. In 18, verse 7, along with your prayers that you, you know, you ask for, you know, better help, and we tell you how to get better help. You don't get out how to do that. But you got to get your prayers right. Here where you started with your prayers, when you're standing face to east, hands outstretched, palms up in air, you're supposed to add this to your prayer, 18, verse 7. Bring it out again, Elder. The Book of Wisdom of Solomon, 18, 
Verse number seven reads, So of your people was accepted both the salvation of the righteous and the destruction of the enemies. You see that? So when you so you're not gonna change the plight of what Yahweh got written. So you're not gonna change what he got written. Now, Ishakar's boy, a a a b a p. What do Ishakar boy look like in thirty verse thirty? What do Ishakar boy look like? Job thirty verse thirty. Elder, meet me in uh, the twenty fourth chapter, verse seventeen, eighteen. See, listen, you're not gonna change what Yahweh got written. Don't you know your lot? And this is a, this is a destiny already. So you're not gonna change what's written. You have to learn how to work with that. Just like when you go to the gun range and you shoot your pistol. Don't you got to be trained how to shoot your pistol, to aim right, to hit the bullseye? See, you got to understand this right here. You got to be trained properly for Yaquah to intervene with you. You got to be trained right. It's your cowboy. It's Joe. What do he look like? Let him tell you what he look like. He's going to tell you about his skin. His skin. What does it look like? What does skin look like? Um, thirty verse thirty. Job chapter thirty verse thirty. My skin is black upon me, and my bones are burnt with heat. So Job said his skin. It's physical, boy. He said skin is black. See, I, you say I got black skin. So I'm not gonna do the Beyonce. I look in the picture of Beyonce when she's a young teenager. Before she got into, she was in, and she was had a lot of dark melanin in her skin. You look at her now, she high yellow. How did it happen? How did it happen? What'd she do? She done something? Because she didn't like what Yaqua made her. Now she high yellow. With blonde hair on her head. See? What happened? Now, uh, what about Jeremiah? What did Jeremiah say about himself? You know, Yahweh, Jeremiah, I raised him from the womb, uh, princess. What did Jeremiah say? What he, what, what, uh, what he looked like in uh, eight verse twenty-one? The seer. What did he say he looked like in eight twenty-one? Jeremiah. Yeah, eight twenty-one. What he said? What did Jeremiah said he looked like in eight twenty-one? Jeremiah chapter eight. Verse 21, for the, for the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black, astonished, have taken hold of me. Jeremiah said, he, he said, I'm a black man. Jeremiah said, I'm a black man. When you read about me, I'm a, I'm a black man, too. So when we go to Lamentations chapter 5, uh, princess. And Ishakar had a brother called Judah. He had a brother called Judah. And Lamentation chapter 5, verse number 11, and, and kick up the verse 10. Do 11 and kick up the verse 10. Look what this, this, this did, Jeremiah. He won't roll Lamentation. So now, this is Ishakar boy. He, he said, I'm a black man. So what happened in Lamentations chapter 5, verse 10, and kick up the verse number 11? 
Do you want 11 first or 10? Make it 11, then kick up the verse 10. Okay. I'm going to take you chapter 5, read 11, to get the the blueprint of it. Then they're going to tell you about themselves in verse 10. Come on. Lamentations chapter 5, verse 11, then 10. Verse 11. They ravished the women in Yachtah Judah and the maid in the city of Yachtah Judah. Verse 10. Our skin was black like an oven because of the terror famine, the terrible famine. He said, said, we we black folks. He said, our skin is black. That's all we need. Our skin is black. Judah, Benjamin, Levi's skin is black skin. Black skin. So remember, Mary came out of Judah. So you know what color Mary is? Black skin. She's not pale nobody. She's not high brown. She are black, like, just like the rest of them. Black skin. So you see that? So we, we, got to get, we, got to, we got to come back to the Bible with the understanding. These are black folks. I mean, deep, dark, meddling type of people. Matter of fact, they was compared to somebody, and you know they was compared to Cush, was really called the Ethiopian, but Ethiopian all the means burn-faced people. So in Amos 9, verse 7 or 8, if they were compared to somebody, you know, in a lineup, you put about 10 people up there and say, which look at Look through that two-way mirror and tell me which one I'm done you wrong. You will get the same people look like each other. See, can you recognize the one that put their hand in your purse? They got your purse and broke on money. I'm going to put 10 people up there. They all going to look like each other. You look at them carefully through a two-way mirror and tell me which one you want put their hand in your purse and took your purse and broke out running. Huh? And Amos 9, verse 7, they're going to tell you what is the whole 12 tribes of Israel, what they look like, according to Amos and Yahweh telling you what they look like. Would you Would you believe Amos is still? 9, verse 7, what is that, Peter? Amos chapter 9, verse 7. Are you not as children of Ethiopian unto me, O children of Israel, saith Yahweh? Have not I brought up Israel out of the land of Egypt and the Philistines from Capitol and the Syrian from Kir? Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, Abel, who, who do you compare the children of Israel to? Ethiopian. Uh, that, and that's, that's the one you call the Egyptians, I mean, Egyptians, brother, and Ethiopian, Cushite, the sins of Ham. He right. compared you to them because you got the same skin text. The children of Israel is compared to them. They're not compared to pale red looking or high yellow. That's not them. Stop that bad teaching. Stop spending your money going out there watching some statue. This pale red called Guadalupe and cries and holding a, a pale baby in the hand. Stop that foolishness. These are jet back people. Now, now here, we're going to set the stage now. See, destiny take care of itself. So now, Isha Cowboy will tell you about some destiny. And in the 24th chapter, verse 17, 18. Now, listen to this destiny. See, everybody got a lot. 
you got to find out what is your life and get into it and stop that foolishness. It's like Ishikar, boy, this black man going to tell you something. And uh, 24, verse 17, 18. Hey, Elder, what is that in 24, verse 17, 18? Uh, Joe, Ishikar's boy. The book of Joe, chapter 27. Make it 24, verse 17, 18. Thank you, Elder. 24, 17, 18. The book of Joe, chapter 27. Chapter 24, verse 17 and 18 reads. Book of Joe, chapter 24, verse number 17. For the morning is to them, even as the shadow of death, one knows them, they are in the terror of the shadow of death. Verse 18, he is swift as the warden, their portion is cursed in the earth. He beholdeth not the way of the vineyard. You know what I said? He said, he said, it's a people that is portion is what in the earth? Hey, hell. You hear the man say it? He said, it is the people who lock their portion is what, Elder, in verse 18? What is their portion in earth according to verse 18, Elder? Now, this is what verse 18 say. He says, their portion, their lot is what in verse 18? Their portion is cursed in the earth. Ain't that something? That is their portion. See, you understand something. You got a people, they portion is cursed in the earth. Now, look at the latter day thing. See, you, you got to give me a precept on that. All righty. Give me Isaiah L. 34. You don't find out why that portion is cursed on earth. Uh, a lot of these saints the committee board out of Utah want to preach them. What about 34, 1 through 8? Let's see what he says in 34. Remember the word we're looking for is cursed now. Their portion is cursed in earth. We got to find out now. We got to do a little more research. So we got to do a little more precepting. So we're going to have here 34, 1 down to verse 8. Hey, yo. What it says, 34, 1 down to verse 8 of Isaiah. Book of Isaiah, chapter 34, 1 through 8 reads. Isaiah 34, verse number 1 reads. Come near, you nations, to hear and hearken, you people, that the earth and all that is therein, the world and all things that come forth of it. Verse number 2. For the indignation of Yahweh is upon all nations, and his fury upon all their armies. He have utterly destroyed them. He have delivered them to the slaughter. Verse number three. The slain also shall be cast out, and their stink shall come up out of the corcuses. The mountains shall be melted with their blood. Verse four. Now the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together. As a stroll, now their hopes shall fall down as the leaf falleth off from the vine, and as a fallen fig from the fig tree. Verse number five 
But my sword shall be bathed in heaven. The Holy shall come down upon Esau and his five sons and upon the people of my curse to judgment. Verse number six. The sword of the land, the sword of Yahweh is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness, with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of rams, for Yahweh a sacrifice in the land of Esau and his five sons, and the great slaughter in the land of Esau. Verse number seven. And the unicorn shall come down with them, and the bullock with the bulls. Their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made fat with fatness. Verse number eight. For it is the day of Yaquah's vengeance, and the year of recompense for the controversy of Yaquah Judah. You say, you say, you say, this is for the controversy, or what they call, what you call the Middle East. You know, you got the Middle East, you got them both on bombing each other, both on doing things now, one blowing the land. Because see, Yacht Wad won most of that battle anyway. See? Because both of them lying, they don't know one belongs in the land. See? But you don't know that. You can sit there watching that one out of Satan, don't even know who you are. But look what he said in verse 5 and 7 again, Elder. Verse 5 and 7. The book of Isaiah 34, verse number 5 reads, For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Yours shall come down upon Esau and his five sons. And upon the people of my curse to judgment. Verse number seven. The unicorn shall come down with them, the bullock with the bull. Their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made fat with fatness. So you see who who, who Ishikar Boy was talking about? That they, they cursed in the earth. So now you see when you put it, I mean, let the Bible tell you. Look at the Roman Catholic Church. Is it another precept on this? Well, give me uh, Malachi 1, 1 down to verse 4. Give me, okay, you want another precept? Uh, Big Timothy Dolan out of New York says, do you want to, you got another precept on that one? Yeah, I think we can put out another one. Let's look at... um, the book of Malachi chapter 1-1, one, one. he's going to tell a seer about some things, and let's see what he says. Take it out in the verse 4. Yeah. The book of Malachi chapter 1, verse number 1-4 reads, the book of Malachi chapter 1, verse number 1 reads, The burden of the word of Yahweh to Israel, the Israelites, by Malachi. Verse number 2, I have loved you, Sir Yahweh. Yet you say, wherein as you love us, was I Esau and his son, Jacob, Israel's brother, Sir Yahweh. Yet I love Israel. Verse number three. And I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Verse number four. Whereas Esau and his five sons say, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Let's say if Yaquav hopes, they shall build, but I will throw down. They shall call them the border of wickedness, 
and the people against whom Yahweh have indignation forever. And the peoples who Yahweh got indignation with forever. And the peoples. And the peoples that who Yahweh got indignation with forever. The people, not just only Esau and his five sons, but he got indignation with the peoples forever. Now, here, what can we do about that? Hmm. It's a good question, WCC. What can you do about that? Um, Ezekiel thirty-three fifteen. It's something you can do about it. Yeah, but you know, it's something you can do about it. Uh, thirty-three verse fifteen. Uh, Ezekiel. It's something you can do about it. What is there on thirty-three fifteen? They won't know what to do about it. It's something you can do about it. It's written. What does it say? Book. The book of Ezekiel thirty-three verse fifteen reads. If the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he have robbed, walk in the statutes of life without committing sin, he shall surely live, he shall not die. So he said, what the wicked got to do is give back what they have robbed and stole and plundered. You got to get on your favorite plan, 10 o'clock news, and say, well, me and my people is wicked. We are the white man and the white woman, and we wicked. And we're going to give you back what we have stole from you. The land over here, we stole it from you. We go over the land of Israel, we're going to stole that from you. And we're going to give you all back your gold, silver. And we're just going to go on back to our homeland and sound in Mount Sierra. Then you'll live. Then you'll live. See? See? So that's what you gotta do. You gotta come on your ten o'clock news. And you gotta have the Pope and Big Timmy Dole on both sides of you and say, Me and my peoples are wicked. We're gonna give back to you what we have stole from you. And then we're gonna leave the Vatican City and we're gonna go home. We're gonna go back to where we came from, our homeland, and then what gonna happen? A.B., if you the closing statement in the 14th chapter, 1 down to verse 7 in the closing statement, A.B., we're going to find out. So now, now, if you do that now, so it's a wicked. The big, big interior that run the world today. Now, in fact, give me 924. Give me 924 uh, and the book of Job first there, A.B. Then give me the 14th chapter, verse 1 down to verse number 6. And throw 21 in just to make it sound good. But give me 924. Let's find out about the position of the wicked. And we'll be in this position, then you know what wicked he's talking about. Here's your cowboy, the black man, going to tell you. And 924. What is that in Job 924? Job chapter 9, verse 24. The earth is given into the hands of the wicked. He covered the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? Mm-hmm. He said the wicked cover the face of the earth. They, they, they run everything. They, they charge you for water bills and, and property taxes. That's who the wicked is. 
when you when you go to your mailbox and you see old Bill there, so what's well, you know, I'm Bill. I'm always gonna be around. I'm Bill. I'm the wicked. You ain't gonna never catch up with, with you never gonna catch up with Bill. Well, you know the economy is bad and all it's always gonna be bad because the wicked is running. Hey, give me a precept on that, uh A Bill. Give me twenty eight verse two. See, it's always gonna be that way. Proverbs twenty eight verse two. See, listen, the wicked is the one that you pay your bills to. The wicked is the one that gives you all that bad food and tell you to get that bad advice. They control the economy and the broadcast and everything else. Sir, I sure cut you off. Well, that's if you cut me off. So listen, that's right. And the 28th chapter, verse 2 says what? What did Proverbs, what did wise man in the world say in 28 verse 2? Proverbs chapter 28, verse 2. For the transgression of the land, many of a land, many are the the princes thereof. But by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. Mm, Yeah, that's pretty good, that's pretty good. I I can, I let that slide, but I, uh, that ain't, uh, I mean something else. I mean, I got a peep at that. I think it's make, make, make it verse one. Read verse one. I mean, that's that, that's real good. I couldn't let it be. But I, okay. I want to make sure I pin the tail on the donkey. Um, Joe I'm starting right now on that verse. Wait a minute. Let me, uh, let me pee. Hey, Elder, can you help me out? Because I'm, um, I'm struggling right there on that verse, Elder. I won't know when, um, I won't know when the such, such people, people is happy, but when such, such people, they mourn. So now, I'm I'm all over the place now, Elder. So we thought we were looking at the 28th chapter. So can you help, can you help those see off with a nice broadcast on uh, to show you when when um make that 29. Thank you, Elder. Make it 29 verse two. Thank you, Elder. 29 verse two. Proverbs chapter 29 verse two. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. So, so what, what, what are we doing right now? So what are we doing right now? Ain't we mourning? Ain't we yeah. worrying about old bills? So you already know the righteous ain't running nothing. Yeah. We, we, we mourn all the time. Bill, Bill always. You got brothers talking about, well, you know, Bill got me down the cup. Yeah, I know. Because the righteous is not in place because you got to get in place to be righteous. Righteous is a Torah teacher. Law, statutes, and commandments. Yeah. So you see, didn't Now, what are you getting ready to read there, A.B.? Now, come on back to you. Now, come on back and give me, your, give me that, give me that 14 chapter, 1 down to verse 6 and 21 in closing statement. And you got the part of the same thing. A.B. Prince, Israel. See, that's what it's all about. Give him where you fit in at. The Bible speaks for itself. So now the wicked got to give back what they have stolen off. They got to give them at 10 o'clock news and say, well, we, we wicked. We don't lie. We don't told you everything. We don't blasphemy. We don't paint, the, we don't paint a black man white. We don't done everything contrary. We got the Puerto Rican, Mexican, Hollywood, and Guadalupe, some, some hair pale or uh, high brown skinned woman. We out of order everywhere. They got to come clean. You, so you got to hear their mouth first. See? If you give back what they robbed, 
Get your mind back right. Understand these people is dark-skinned people. These are dark-skinned people. Then you got to accept the punishment. Then you got to say, I'm going back to my homeland, which is Mount Seir, right on the borderline outside of Israel. In them caves, that's where we from. We're going back home. Now, if you do that, look what he got written in Isaiah 14, 1 down to verse number 7 and 21 in closing statement. Hey, 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 princess, take your time to deliver the little knock out, bro. 1 down to verse 7 and 21. 1 to 7, not 6. Okay. Uh, all right. Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14. Verse 1 through 7 and 21. Verse 1. For Yahweh will have mercy on Israel, and will also will yet choose Israel, and set them in their own land, and the strangers shall be joined with them, and they shall cleave to the house, the family of Israel. Verse 2. No, verse 7. I'm sorry, verse 2. And the people shall take them and bring them to their place. And the house or the family of Israel shall possess them in the land of Yahweh for service and handmaids. And they shall take them captive, those captive they were. And they shall rule over their oppressors. Verse 3. And it shall come to pass in the day that Yahweh shall give you rest from your sorrow and from your fear and from the hard bondage therein you have made to serve. Verse 4, that you shall take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say, how have the oppressors seized, the golden city seized. Verse 5, Yahweh have taken have broken the staff of the wicked and the sepulchre of the rulers. Verse six. He who smite the people in the wrath with a continual stroke, he that ruleth the nations in anger is persecuted, and none hideth hindereth. Verse seven. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break both unto singing. They break forth unto singing. Verse 21. Yeah, 21. Mm-hmm. yeah, 21. Prepare slaughter for his children for the iniquity, the sins of their fathers, that they do not rise, nor possess the land, nor feel the face of the world with cities. Mm-hmm. You, remember, you remember what Pharaoh said? Pharaoh said, it's enough. See, soon later, the, the ones of Esau, the sinners, are going to say, that's enough. Look, we see you on, came to a position of understanding it is enough. We tie the line. We ready to go home now. We're going back to Mount Seir. Some of them are going to go back to Mount Seir. But remember, when you get to Mount Seir, your homeland, you got to understand your position now. See, that's why we, you know, we come humble. We know sooner or later you're going to recognize your position and you'll say the same thing Pharaoh said. It is enough. It is enough. You got to accept what was written on your lot and what was, and what you got to accept is what is written in verse number 
two. Read two again and seven. And a close day. Read two and seven again, uh, A Bill. What does verse two and seven say? A Bill? Two and verse seven. Hmm? Okay. Fourteen verse two and seven. What what do two and seven say? Isaiah fourteen verse two and verse seven. Verse two. And the people shall take them and bring them to their place. And the family of Israel shall possess them in the land of Yahweh, their servants and handmaids. And they shall take them captive, those captive they were. And they shall rule over their oppressors. Verse 4. So, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said verse 7. But understand, oh. once you go back home, and when we come get you from Mount Seir, you got to accept your position of being what? Servant and handmaid. Yes. And handmaid. This is your position forever. The one that go back home where you came from, Mount Seir. Mount Seir. You got to understand when we come get you from over there, you got to accept your position of being servants to the children of Israel and handmaids. And this is what's going to happen, the sign of it, according to uh, verse number five. I need seven. Verse seven. Isaiah 14, verse seven. The whole earth is at rest and is peace and is quiet. They break forth into singing. You see it? So you know, you know, you know, you know we not we haven't both both been singing. So you know this is this is for a great while to come. You got the first, the mouse, all the line you've been doing, and you got to go back home to Mount Seir. You got to come up out of Europe, to batting land. You got to come out of America, Cam's uh, land, and you got to go right down a little road of peace to Mount Seir. And you got to start building there. And wait on us to come and tell you your position to make it in eternity as being handmaids and servants. Now, if you accept that, and some going to accept it, because originally you're going to accept it, then you'll be accepted. But you got to denounce all the wickedness you have did. Okay? Because now, give me that Proverbs again, 29 verse 2 again. Uh, Princess, Proverbs 29 verse 2. See, we 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 not we not anti anybody. We just telling you the way it's gonna be. You got you got to do the same thing Pharaoh said. The Hamite, the the one called himself. You call you call him the African. That's enough, Moses. That's enough. That's enough. We are we me and my people are wicked. The same thing with Esau. The five sons got to do. You got to have Pope on one side and Big Timmy Dolan on the other side. And Jimmy Swibel, or or um, what a name? Um, they gotta have um, George Myers and that guy out of Texas or wherever from Louisiana. They gotta all be standing and say, George and my George your name. What what the guy named? Joe Joe Stein, I yeah. think his name. Yeah, yeah, Osteen, George. What's his name? Osteen. Yeah. They got to come on national TV, 10 o'clock news, and just tell the children of Israel, me and our people are with you. We're going back home and announce it. See? You got to do that. Then you wait on, wait on 
wait on us there, and we'll tell you your position according to the Bible. Now read that um, 19 verse 2. Yeah, probably 19. Probably. I thought you said 29 too. Yeah, 29. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-nine. Okay. Proverbs chapter twenty-nine, verse two. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice; but when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. So now we, we mourn. So we know we not in we not in control of nothing. We we worry about bill. We worry about the economy. We worry about everything but Yahweh. And, and and as I talked today, well, you know. Uh, I can't come to class because old Bill got me down. You know the economy. This is how we talking now. We ain't talking about no Yahweh. We talking about how the Bill, how Bill got us down. How we not keeping the feast day, no Sabbath day, not wearing no fringes. That's how we talking, ain't we? But that gonna come to an end. Make sure you're on the right side of the track, Princess. A Bill, B Princess Israel. You threw down in grand style. You held your own in grand style. What's your closing statement? You know, take your time and do your part. Come on. I want to thank Yaqua for the reading of his word once again and that he would continue to encourage those that are willing to come forth and to get into their places to prepare for his coming, to be on the right side, to be righteous with the Most High. To not reject your calling. I want to read from Jeremiah 15, verse 18, Jeremiah 17, and uh, Matthews 4:23. Jeremiah 15, verse 18. Why is the pain perpetual, and my wound incurable? which refuse to be healed, will you be altogether unto me as a liar and as water that faileth? Jeremiah 17, verse 14 through uh, 18. Jeremiah 17, 14. Heal me, O Yahweh, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise. Verse 15. Behold, they say unto me, Where is the word of Yahweh? Let it come now. Verse 16. And as for me, I have not hastened from being as a pastor following you, and neither have I desired to woeful the woeful day. You knoweth that which came out of my lips was right before you. Verse 17. Be not Torah, a Torah unto me. You are my hope in the day of evil. And I want to read from uh, Matthews 23. Uh, Matthews 4. Matthews 4.23 Matthews chapter 4 verse 23 And Yahweh went about all Galilee teaching in their temples and teaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness 
and all manner of disease among the people. And I want to thank Yaqwa for the words for the mothers, for those who are sick and bound, for those who have no one to feed them or to clothe them or to nourish them. I hope that you are listening today, that Yaqwa may be able to comfort you and that this word would be a light and it would heal you. Repent ye this day. Hallelujah, Kwa. Hallelujah, Kwa. Hallelujah, Kwa. I relinquish. Excellent. Hallelujah, Kwa. Excellent. That was Abel, Phoebe, Princess Israel. You put a brick in. You tell you, this is your lot. This is what you're supposed to be doing first. Don't let nothing get in the way, because Bill always going to be there. But Bill's going to be thrown in the fire, and you'll be caught up with him, too. Now, still.